You can download our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, CastBox and Anchor. Or just pop in Google, the Flixsters podcast. Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode... Listen, Game of Thrones, it is tearing the internet up there is controversy there are petitions there are people pissed off this is this is news hot off the press right now right now yeah worldwide 2.788 do you want to know what endgame is right now what's the short version of saying richard dick 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 rider <laughs> so, oh my gosh dick what rider. A name. that is a porn name there's fight scenes there's gunplay there's gun food there's there's like martial arts and he's breaking he's chopping he's like you, you name it john wick he is doing it and all i'm gonna just say is one word axe you know she's the, she's the pussy to get it done <laughs> hello deval how you doing uh, i'm doing fine how you doing man how you doing I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. That's all I'm doing, mate. I'm all I'm doing. Hey, listen, uh, Deval, one thing. Uh, red pill or blue pill? Oh, my gosh. I think, I, I think I'll have to go with the... Uh, I'll take them both. Have a purple pill. Purple rain like Prince, you know? <laughs> Could it yes, be yes. The most beautiful girl in the world. <laughs> I think I'll go for the red pill. Is it red pill uh, like when you go into Zion and stuff like that? The reality. Okay, so, okay, yes. I think I'll, I think I'll do that. It, it depends how good my life is. If my, if my life is like really cool in the, in the blue pill, in like in, in the matrix, I'll, I'll, I'll keep with that, you know? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, it's so great to be here, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of The Flicksters. Thank you for downloading the show. And we have got a rampack show. Now, let's just get into this, Deval. Yes. Right, okay, let's quickly, I want to just get through this. So, you know what? Let's do the shout outs so that we can get into the movie news because we've got loads and loads and loads of we've movie news. We've got a news. lot of news this week, you know. if Today feels like literally like a new special. I know. It's a new special, guys. It's, it's a new special. Just like... Be happy about that. You're going to learn so much today. I've got to do a shout out, right, to um, Ambi Orgula, who I've known Ambi for a really, really long time. Ah. And yeah, so Ambi Orgula, a.k.a. Gas Club. All right, that's a little inside joke. You won't know what this means, by the way. She'll know exactly what this means. But this is Gas Club. Gas Club, Leicester Square. Yes, Gas Club, Leicester Square. (laughs) I remember that club. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yes. What do you mean I won't remember it? Uh, I'm old school too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um... So, yeah, listen, a big shout out to Ambi. She has been on Instagram and there's been this little back and forth going on between us, the Flicksters and her and a few other people. And this is all down to Game of Thrones. And listen, Game of Thrones, it is tearing the internet up there is controversy there are petitions there are people pissed off but i just want to say ambi brilliant we love the comments keep them coming you know what whatever you think you know is going to be coming up in the next game of uh, game of thrones uh, episode let us know what you think and we'll read it out on the show but yeah brilliant uh, big shout out to you for uh, for keeping in touch with us deval who else were you shouting out defo on the same vein uh, ace underscore lambo uh, he, uh, he, otherwise known as 
well, he's a friend of mine. I won't say what his full name is, but yeah, Ace Lambo. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I've known him for ages, and he was he was actually involved in the Game of Thrones chat on uh, on Instagram. He loves Game of Thrones, and he was just commenting yeah. on the the latest episode, uh, episode five, uh, the Bells, mm-hmm. which we done a video on on uh, YouTube. So guys, go on, on YouTube, YouTube and watch the video. You'll get to see uh, or hear about little bits and bobs, <laughs> or, or not bits and bobs, <laughs> in the show. <laughs> But yeah, Ace Lambo, he loves uh, Game of Thrones. Also, Scott, 3196. Uh, Scott, I've known Scott as well for a while. I used to work together with Scott, actually. Uh, cool guy. He loves his uh, Star Wars, loves his Game of Thrones, loves his Marvel. He was commenting on the uh, the Game of Thrones uh, previous episode as well. He was actually uh, saying that the writers haven't done a good job. And I think quite a few people have said the same thing. Uh, the latest episode, yeah, the, the latest episode. Loads episode, of people are echoing that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like Echo the Dolphin up in the place, man. But, uh, <laughs> Echo the Dolphin. Oh my <laughs> exactly. gosh, that game. <laughs> exactly. But the, the previous, the last episode, episode five, The Bells, got the lowest ever score uh, on, what? I believe, IMD, uh, IMDB or Rotten Tomato, one of them. But it's got the lowest ever mm. Game of Thrones score for an episode. It's just crazy. Right. Uh, a new crazy. listener, a new listener. We have a new listener called Lucretia. Lucretia has just... Uh, joined the Flixters crew uh, and she's part of the Flixters now so guys welcome Lucretia to the crew uh, she welcome. loves her movie she loves horror films uh, so anything to do with horror I know she'll be involved in that uh, she gave some good feedback last week saying she loved the show she said that we're jokers which I think I think I hope it's a compliment I think it's a compliment hope a good yeah. thing <laughs> it's a compliment uh, and also we have Sweet Talks podcast who are an American wow. podcast a group of uh, great independent uh powerful women who get together and talk about issues that are uh relevant for everyone really but they uh they've, yeah. they've got a podcast and they really liked a post that we put out on uh what men want starring tajari p henson tajari p henson uh so thank you sweet talks podcast thank you so much uh, next one is for aphrodite uh who is yes. the greek goddess of love uh i actually know her so I'm hoping she can spread the love. Yeah, uh, spread but it. she actually uh, is one of our little birdies. She she told us or told me some news that uh, is part of our news this week. So thank you, oh, Aphrodite, wicked. for giving me the news on uh, on some Game of Thrones uh, stuff that I'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, again, she loves Game of Thrones, so she's going to be on the next episode, episode six, which is going to be the uh, the late, you know, the last episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, we have another shout out. Lots of shout outs. It's been a busy one I this know, week. Man. You know, this busy has one been this a week. Busy week. We have Alex. Zafarati, cool name Alex Zafarati. Kind of sounds like a, like a, like a black. Like, I don't know. He, like, like he sounds like he should be in John Wick. Like <laughs> Alex Zafarati, you've got a, you've got a blood, you got a blood, a blood bond. <laughs> you got a blood bond. <laughs> you know, but Alex Zafarati again liked. Uh, I think he liked uh, one of the one of the uh, posts that we put out. I think it was to do with it, chapter two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Zafarati loves. That. I think Alex Zafarati is a photographer or, or filmmaker. So very, very interested in what we do. Keep listening to the podcast, Alex. And the last shout out, and, oh, and yeah? also Alex. I mean, yeah. If there's anything that you're working on and you want us to kind of like have a watch and oh. you know speak about, let us know. Let us know, man. Exactamondo Zafarati, please, <laughs> please. I'm not mocking the name. I like the name. Anytime I, I, I see I a name. And I, I try to say the name that how it may be said in its native tongue, 
So that's yes. the reason why I just went a bit, you know, bilingual there. Like bilingual. <laughs> and the last shout out, no means least, goes to AL Media, otherwise known as Abby. Uh, yeah. AL Media, Abby's always, Abby's been one of our like first supporters of the Flicksters from when we first first launched. And uh, every week yep. he's always got something to say about uh, you know the, the podcast, our social media, whatever it may be. So big shout out, thank you, Abby, for your support. He uh, he posted on Instagram talking about how you, Amar, yeah. mentioned the gate. He Abby's a, Abby's a film man. He's got I mean his company it's... AL Media. They they uh, do a lot of uh, media work. Uh, so anyone out yeah. there that wants any media work done, corporate or otherwise, get in touch. AL Media, he'll hook you up. For a good price, obviously. Of course. <laughs> Nothing for free. But uh, yeah, he, he he likes old school films and he mentioned The Gate. You mentioned The Gate and he loved it. He loved it. I know, man. Listen, Devout, you need to watch that. That is 80s old school yeah. classic horror. And the fact that, like, you know, Abby is like, you know, we're on the same way. Abby, listen, you know your movies, my friend. You know your movies. And I was just trying to kind of add in a bit more f- film culture you know for devour a little bit you know this guy's a bit backwards so um we got to teach this guy right abby <laughs> <laughs> teach me teach me you are oh, teacher shit. so yeah <laughs> oh yeah exactly so yeah those are the shout outs for the week thanks guys thank you so much um right okay so now devout let's head into the movie news and wow we have got a lot of stuff to to get through but i know you're really keen to let us know about a rock film that is in the making at the moment what's going on Who, yeah. what are we talking about so the rock uh i mean basically i'll, I'll cut to the chase jumanji 3 has wrapped filming and that stars mm. uh, the rock that stars um What's his name again? Uh, Jack Black, that stars Karen Gillen, otherwise known as Nebula, and it also stars Kevin Hart. So they are the, 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 the new rock crew, I mean, the new Jumanji crew. And uh, yeah, they wrapped filming, principal photography. So I'm sure they're going to have a lot of uh, you know, like CGI and graphics to put into it. And also maybe some pickup shots, who knows? But uh, this film is due to be released uh, sort of, I think, just before Christmas, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so and, yeah. Yeah. And the first well the the jumanji the first one the reboot that took loads of money didn't it It done well actually yeah it done well came out a year and a half ago so this would be by the time it comes out it would have been two years but uh it's seen as being jumanji 3 and that's because the first one with robin williams is seen as you know part one and then the last one was even though it wasn't really called part two it was part two because it has it's canon to the same one the first one so you know, it's kind of uh, following on from that. So, yeah, so that's wrapped and hopefully we'll get to see that, uh, you know, in December. Looking good. Wicked. Yeah, we'll watch that one. Um, what else have we got coming out? Or oh, what trailer have we got coming yeah, out Yeah, so soon, real soon, uh, T- Terminator Dark Fate trailer will be released real soon. Uh, probably by the time you have listened to this podcast, it may be released. So hopefully that will be the case. But, yeah, so the the, the fans have been asking for this. And uh, James Cameron has been listening and uh, they're going to release it real soon. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to involve. We're not sure what they're going to show us, but I'm sure Linda Hamilton is going to be front and centre. And uh, I'm sure we're going to see a bit of Arnie as well. I'm not sure how much, but they're going to obviously have him in the film. So I'm really interested yeah. to see how this one turns out. This is going to be, exactly. there's a lot of uh, hype about this because this is following on from Judgment Day, which for me is the best Terminator film. So all the Great other film. films that followed are like scrapped in the 
Chronology. <laughs> chronology. <laughs> you know, it's so true. Because terminated. Like, if you go back to kind of like James Cameron's interviews, he, I think he has a bit of a disdain for those, those follow on films and it just kind of doesn't work. It, to him, those films don't work. And I know they took like, you know, loads of money and what whatnot and Arnie kept coming back and there was reboots, et cetera, et cetera. But this is like you said, this is going to be canon. So mm. it's also got uh, um, Cameron being the executive producer. So his hand is in it. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty special. So Definitely. hopefully this is going to be good. Can't wait to watch the trailer for that one. Exactly. And also just before we go to the next one, we've got some, uh, we've got a live update actually on social media. So we just gave a shout out to Ace Lambo uh, and he's actually yeah. just posted on, on social media now in response to our tweet about you know what? Let me come to that later, actually, because I think that will that will go okay. right nicely into our news a bit later. So let, let me not jump the gun. News a bit later. We'll jump the shark. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah. Endgame. Um, uh, Bond twenty five. Bond twenty five. Yeah. So I was just basically just so surprised about this. So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, Bond twenty five has been the filming's been suspended because Daniel Craig has had an injury. So they were like, right, okay, things are put on hold. But you know what? There's something else as well. Just I, a couple yeah. of days ago. A couple of days ago, there was a picture of Daniel Craig. He was apparently in a heated conversation with the director, Carrie Fukunaga. Oh. And so a lot of people are talking about this picture, the body language, and apparently they, they were going at it a little bit. You know, Daniel Craig looks a bit pissed off. You know, Carrie Fukunaga is kind of like, you know, remonstrating with him. And, you know, there's this kind of little bit of tension going on. And, you know, there's reports that Daniel Craig's not happy. You know, obviously he was pissed off because he got injured. So things aren't looking great in Jamaica at the moment. But if there's any other big news, ladies and gentlemen, we'll keep you, we'll keep you informed. And as soon as we know that it's back on, we will let you know. Oh, wow. Do you know what right. I think? I think as well as that, I mean, imagine you being part of that casting crew. You're in Jamaica, uh, yeah. filming stops. You've got to wait a week or whatever. I mean, that's not the mm. worst thing to happen. Can you imagine? Just go and <laughs> chill by the pool, get some pina coladas, some, you some know, just rum. go and chill. I'd be like, Oh, Daniel, I'll, I'll break his ankle for him. I'll be like, yeah, cool, exactly. man. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? There's, there's, there's a really weird, not, sorry, not a weird picture, but there's a, there's a photo online somewhere where it was part of the press. You had like about three or four cast members. They were together. And Daniel Craig, he's all on his Jack Jones. He's in the same photo. Oh, is it? There's a bit of a, yeah, there's a bit of a gap between. And I'm like, is this guy a moody, like, you know, what? why is this guy being so moody? You're in like, you know, Bond and you're in Jamaica, man. Lap it up, enjoy it. And yeah, so I don't know. There's, there's something going on. There's something definitely going on. But as soon as we hear about it, we will let you know, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Wow. And Val, th this show wouldn't be like a show without any Avengers news. So can you tell us <laughs> about, t t tell me something about Endgame that I don't already know. Uh, they all die at the end. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> <laughs> today's news is Endgame has to pass Black Panther's US dom domestic uh, figures. Because I thought for a while, uh, well, for just over a year, uh, Black Panther like just destroyed the box office domestically uh for 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 i guess for for america and and, and it's black panther was a great film uh it caught on as a ma massive cultural phenomenon it was released during black history month i mean it just people just packed out the cinema people went in families generations like you know mums grandmums kids they all went together to see this film so if endgame was good enough to do that then that's saying something you know and we'll talk a bit yeah, about man. the uh 
the UK box office a little bit later. But I know for world for worldwide box office, it's, it's currently number two, uh, just behind Avatar. And I'm going to tell you some cutting. I'm going to tell you some like this is this is news hot off the press right now, right now. Yeah, do it. Do uh, it. Number one, Avatar, two point seven eight eight billion. Yeah, worldwide, yeah. two point seven eight eight. Do you want to know what Endgame is right now? Uh, don't tell me it's like 2.6 something. Close. It's 2.534. So you're looking <gasps> at you're looking at 240, maybe 44. 244 million separates that. That, oh. that can happen. Do you know what? That, that can, can happen. That can happen. The film's not been out that for a month. Yeah? Just, just, just. Just chew on that for a second. The film has not been out for a month yet, still. And it's it's done this. What? So you just chew on that for a second. This will be number Dice, one. I'm yeah. Avatar, your Avatar, you had your chance. <laughs> so yeah. This is crazy. So basically all it needs is another quarter of a quarter of a billion. Yeah, yeah. And, worldwide. Um, uh, worldwide, and that is it. It's overtaken I those hope it blue- does it those blue I would bastards love it. i would love it if it does it i would <laughs> love it <laughs> oh my gosh well let's just let's just hope let's yeah. just hope it does and when it does ladies and gentlemen we'll be ringing a bell and we'll be like you know talking about it on the show don't you worry about it now what is this thing about russia and captain america everyone's talking about the some of the plot holes in endgame uh film but there's a there's a few plot holes from that they went back in time and all that kind of stuff the quantum realm yeah. and some people are saying that when uh, when uh, Captain America went back to, it's meant to say Russo's basically, not Russia. <laughs> when he said Russia, I thought, what's he talking about? It's meant to say, okay, guys, just so you know, we're human and well, I'm human and I make mistakes. We make mistakes. <laughs> so I put on the, on the, on the program, I was meant to put down Rus- Russo's confirmed, but somehow Russo's and Russia's is, you know, I don't know predictive text but yeah so the russo has done a recently done a reddit ask me anything interview uh so yeah i guess reddit the platform got them you know paid them some good money and said yeah. okay we'll, we'll get the fans to ask you anything and people were asking them anything one of the questions was did captain america confront the red skull when he returned the soul stone and they said he would have he, he most likely would have confronted red skull red skull yeah but there are two different very there are two very different people at that moment. Captain America has been through a heck of a lot and he's got yep. more to worry about than, you know, punching up with Red Skull. And Red Skull yeah. has been there for, for years and he's a different person. He's now a floaty thing. Uh, who knows if yep. he can even punch? I don't know. But, you know, they're, they're different people and their past is their past and they wouldn't have the same animosity and stuff like that. So if he did see Red Skull, I don't think it would have been the same kind like of punch up. yeah it wouldn't be the same situation like it would have been before so that's answered but, that question yeah but also there was a talk like i'm not sure whether if it was the russos mentioned this or something but we don't know what if there is no no giving back the soul stone can you give back the soul stone it you know does that agreement exist and i don't know like i think he will accept it because that's his that's his, his purpose now is to guide people to the the, the soul stone i guess but Right. I don't know why he won't. I guess, unless maybe it not being this. If someone takes it, it frees him. I don't know where he goes. Maybe he's got a, uh, you know, a good uh, rooftop apartment somewhere where he can really see anyone that comes. Overlooking you know? the river. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, 
I don't know what he's doing there, to be honest. He must be really, what, what does he eat? What does he do when he's not like what is guiding just people? Floating around, How often man? do people come? Is it like every month? Is it, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is it like holiday, <laughs> vacation home there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay, no, that's that's really interesting. And it's great that, you know, the, the Russos went out and kind of went on to Reddit and did all that. But Deval, hang on a second. I've got to just quickly ask you about who Richard Ryder is. Like, just explain who that is to myself and explain that to our audience. Who's Richard Ryder and what has this got to do with the Infinity Stone or the Infinity, Infinity Stones, sorry? Yeah, so basically, again, in, in, during the Reddit uh, questioning, or I think this may have been to do, uh, in response questions asked to the writers, uh, I think it was, what's the name? Stephen McFeely, Christopher Marcus, or Marcus Christopher, Stephen McFeely, whatever their names are. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so they, they basically they said that the Hulk's role uh, could have been uh, Richard Ryder, Nova. Uh, so Nova mm. is part of the Nova Corps. Uh, and uh, Nova is like a, he's a warrior, you know, he's a warrior. He's got superhuman abilities. He can fly. He's he's a bit like Captain Marvel, but not as strong. And he probably, right. you know, when he's all dressed up, he kind of looks like that. He glows, he can shoot out of his hands uh, and... Yeah, he's fast, you know, he can yeah, he do all kinds of stuff like that. So they're saying that uh, instead of, because in the comics, the the person that's blasted down through Doctor Strange's house is actually Silver, Silver Surfer, but they didn't have the rights oh. to Silver Surfer at the time. So they used Hulk as a kind of a substitute and blasted him yeah. into into Stephen Strange's house. And he said, oh, Thanos is coming. Uh, so Thanos yeah, coming. so they wanted to use someone a bit more galactic and someone from space to come to blast into the house as a as a you know galactic yeah. warning that's that someone that's seen Thanos and they were going to use uh, him but they thought it's too premature to be using him now he's not really been introduced uh, so I think at some point uh, you know Richard Ryder or Nova or Nova Prime is I think he's sometimes being referred to uh, or Supernova yeah I think at some point he will come into it maybe in Guardians yeah. who knows because we've already been uh, introduced to the Nova Corps through Guardians 1. So Guardians 3, yeah, maybe he gets introduced that way. Who knows? Maybe he gets introduced. And just on the subject of Richard Ryder, what's the shortened version of Richard? What's the name of Richard? What's the short version of saying Richard? Dick. Dick, Dick Ryder. <laughs> so oh my gosh, Dick what a name. Ryder. That is a porn name. Dick Ryder. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How could they do that? Dick Ryder. How could they do oh that to gosh. like, that's you know, kids, some, that's oh a kid's gosh. comic, guys. What are you doing? I know, man. They knew Dick what they were Ryder. doing, man. They do it. They knew what they were doing. They knew it, man. They did they, I bet you there's some sort of sort of subliminal message of in there course, somewhere, man, man, from the 60s. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um okay. So now you've also got some Guardians uh 3, Guardians Volume 3 news for us. Tell me about that cuz this is quite this is quite exciting. Well, yeah, it's kind of interesting for me because there's another actor kind of who could be in the in the running for something but yeah you 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 let everyone know yeah so what, tell us first from. of all they're saying that beta ray bill is set to appear in mm. guardians 3 uh beta ray bill is uh he's like a horse kind of humanoid kind of creature and uh in the comics he uh he's got a he's been tasked to defend his people on this massive ship They've, their planet's been destroyed. He's going from one place to another. All these people are in some sort of suspended animation type situation and his ship is being attacked. Uh, and he comes across uh, Thor, I believe, and Thor sees him and 
sees him as a you know half horse half human and thinks he's evil uh they have a fight uh he be, he's able to pick up thor's hammer because he's worthy he's oh, protecting his people that's the first time it happens worthy. they come to understand him odin then creates for him stormbreaker so stormbreaker is actually beta ray bill's weapon in the comics right uh but yeah so he, he's supposed to be introduced in guardians 3 and guardians 3 may have thor as part of it so that'd be really interesting to see what happens yeah. there uh, as well yeah, as that and um uh, we also have speculation and i might add it's just speculation for now uh that zach efron could be playing the role of adam warlock whoa okay this is big because adam warlock is big in the comics yes. and he's like he's badass he's badass and just remind everyone he was hinted at we've kind of heard his name before in the in the mcu yeah he he was uh, introduced at the end of guardians 2 when uh mm. the uh those golden people uh that the guardians yeah. had sort of beef with uh the, the lady, I can't remember her name now, but she she now. created him at the end and said, I'll call him Adam. <laughs> and that, that was in the cocoon, the cocoon type thingy that Adam yeah. is known to obviously sort of dwelling and be born from. So yeah, Adam Warlock yeah. is definitely going to be involved. Like he's a big character. In the in the in the nineties, yes. he was he was pivotal in the in the Infinity Gauntlet uh, storyline and then went on to lead the sort of Infinity Watch and then uh He's got like an alter ego that's uh, the evil version of himself called the Magus or Magus. Right. And that's like a badass yeah. like person. Trust me, that person's like got mad power, mad power. Mad skills. Yeah. So just on that, just on that devout on the Guardians volume three stuff. So we we saw at the end of Endgame, Thor, he kind of, you know, joining up, he jumps on the sh on the ship and there's like a funny moment between... Um, Quill and Thor, you know, about who's in charge of the ship. But this whole thing, there was a comic book, right, where it was called As Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Is that is that right? That's correct, yeah. And it's just kind of this, I think, possibly, possibly it was a little teaser. It was, it, it was a little something that the writers threw in there as well, but just ha kind of having, you know, an As Guardian with the Guardians of the Galaxy. But I just love that interaction. So if he is going to be in Guardians uh, Volume 3, then... I think it's going to be brilliant. And also, don't forget, Gamora, she wasn't on the ship. So I'm sure there's going to be this thing about them looking for her and, you know, there's going to be some sort of chasing her as well down. Oh, yeah, for sure. Possibly. For sure, yeah, that's going to be one of the, the, the main focuses of the film, I think. Trying to track yeah, her down, yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, who... Sorry, I was just going to say... Um, I, I was going to jump a bit there, but tell me about Taika Waititi. What, what is he up to? Yeah, Taika Waititi is actually uh, going to begin production of Akira in, uh, in California, I believe. So we uh, sort of broke this news a few weeks ago when we mentioned that uh, his film Akira got a tax break in California. Uh, so yeah. I guess, yeah, helping the budget really. So they're going to they're gonna begin production there in July, which is, which is around the corner. But uh, Taika Waititi, I think he uh, agreed to uh, film uh, or be the director for Akira literally just after Wagnerok was released or just before it was released. Right. Uh, so, yeah, quite a few people had their sort of, uh, sort of, I don't know, had this, had their names in the hat uh, when uh, the you know the studios were looking for a director, and he uh, obviously stood out. He's his production 
of of uh, Thor Ragnarok was such a, a massive hit. It, it re-sparked the the yeah. Thor uh, character, the colors, the characters, the humor, the action. The it was music. all all great. The music as well, yeah. So you can imagine all those elements being really really attractive for the studio to bring Akira, which is a beloved uh, anime, you know, to life. Totally, man. I can't wait. I mean, if it's anything going to be anything but like Thor, I mean, obviously it's a completely different story, but like his visual style and his yeah. comedy and, you know, the way he does things, I just think it's going to be a really cracking. And I think people are going to be keeping a close eye on this as well, Deval, because of the whole, you know, the, the whitewashing. Are they going to, who are they going to get to play Akira? Or is this going to be like, you know, is, is it going to be appropriate? Is the casting going to be appropriate for the, for the story? So I think a lot of people, and I, I think, I think uh, he's he'll he'll make sure that they get a, a brilliant like. Oh know, yeah, for sure. I think he'll be he'll he'll make, he'll make it right. Be true to the roots. Make it right. Yeah, exactly. Just before we go to the next yeah. one, there was a bit of more yeah, a bit more Marvel news actually. I just thrown it really really quickly, but uh, yeah. during the Reddit uh, that we mentioned with uh, Kevin Feige, he also mentioned that. Uh, that you know, uh, remember in Iron Man three when we had that? Well, I think it's, I think it's the shittest film in Marvel, but we had the, oh, the, the Mandarin. fake Mandarin. Yeah, we've we've heard yep. he's confirmed that they are going to bring the Mandarin into the MCU, like the real oh. Mandarin. Yeah, the real Mandarin. So they're saying that they they're planning to actually do this for real and make him an official, you know, enemy. Uh, I'm not sure who he's going to go against. Some people are speculating that this lines up nicely with guess who. Who's going to be Spider-Man? in Spider-Man? Nope. This this person hasn't their film's not being made yet, but they're gonna be made. It's gonna be made pretty soon. Stephen Strange? Nope. Shang-Chi. Oh, Shang-Chi. Exactly. They're right. saying that this okay. lines up nicely with Shang-Chi. Uh because the Mandarin, I think, originally is uh, an Asian character, isn't he? The 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 the, the, um, the Mandarin. I think he's a, he's an Asian character originally, isn't he? Or yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah he's he supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it will line up nicely if if it's if he's introduced in Shang Chi or if he's the main villain. Who knows? But it will line nicely line up if they want to reintroduce the Mandarin properly, like properly this time. You know. Because people were pissed off. Yeah. With Iron Man yeah, three. Exactly. I was definitely pissed off. Yeah, and then it was like, what was his name again? No, I've forgotten. Oh, Trevor Slattery. Trevor Slattery, played by Slattery, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. yeah, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, Gandhi. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. Gandhi playing the uh, the Mandarin, which was like really funny. But yeah, no, we'll we'll keep you posted on that one, folks. So as soon as we hear it, you'll hear it. And now, look, Devout, this is something a bit close to home over here. So you put this up, and I was like, wow, this is brilliant. So tell everyone what is being filmed right now as we speak in Australia. Yeah, down under. Right now, they're about to start filming Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know, and that production's going <laughs> to commence in May 2019, which is literally as we speak. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> that was shit. <laughs> that was so, shit. yeah, so uh, pre-production shit. begins uh, May 2019. In your in your country, man, where you are. So if I was in, you are, in, I'll in apply to be an extra or something. Get on that Mortal Kombat, bro. I've got to do it. Finish him, you know. <laughs> and there's talk that Joel Edgerton is meant to be meant to be playing Kano. So let's see what happens there. Yeah, let's see what happens. It'd be brilliant. Do you reckon I could get to be in the film? And when they say, "Yep, look, Amma, just deliver your line," like you know, and I say, "That's not a knife. This is a knife." 
that okay, would be not. wicked no, do that <laughs> okay um now this franchise is the franchise that keeps on giving this one and i'm really surprised that we are on number five for this i remember watching the first one i remember watching the second one i can't remember the third one i know there was a spin-off tv show i'm actually talking about the purge ladies and gentlemen and devout what is going on what what number are we on yeah, it's going to be number five, man. I mean, wow. oh, they, they're going to start, well, I think I think it's pretty much started filming. It must have because it's going to be released 2020, summer 2020. Like so Summer next year. Yeah, yeah, Purge 1, Purge 2, Purge, Anarchy, Purge, I don't know, Election Year. I don't know what election it was called. Election Night it's or just, something. There's too many Purges, man, but this is just, it's not going to stop. It makes money. <laughs> it's an easy premise. It's, you know, the foundation's exactly. there. And yeah, they're going to keep on purging, man. They're going to keep on purging. Yeah, they are. They are. And I liked um, in the second one, was it, is it Frank Grillo? Oh, him. Yeah. Crossbones. Yeah. Frank Grillo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he was good. Like, you know, he's kind of, I, I, I don't know. It's really, really bad to say this, but you know, you you could probably say like, you know, he's, He's kind of like the cheaper version of, say, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Stallone or something. The poor, <laughs> yeah, the poor man's version of Stallone. But I mean, which is really doing him like a disservice. And I don't really, because I think he was actually good in that Purge film. And he's good in this movie, which I saw on Netflix. It's, it's called The Driver. Oh, yes. And okay, I've not seen it, but I've heard of it. Is it Driver? I think it's called The Driver. Um, and basically, you know, we had that that film with the Ryan Gosling um, mm, drive. drive. Yeah. So this is kind of like the poor man's version of drive, <laughs> but for a B movie, I thought, you know what? It was, it was a really good film. I liked it. I like him. I think he's got, I think he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of talent and yeah, hopefully he's going to be in it as well. So we'll see oh, what happens. Okay. okay Devout, are we now moving into Game of Thrones territory? Over yes, here? we are. Yes, we are. So there's, uh, like we mentioned okay. at the top of the show, uh, some people, a lot of people like Game of Thrones and some people haven't liked season eight. So there's a petition, a petition online uh, that <laughs> this ain't going to happen, but they've started a petition no, to say season eight should be remade with new writers. That's Ooh. how much some of the fans have not appreciated season eight of Game of Thrones. Deep. That is deep. They want to do, do over. They, they, they want it to be... <laughs> Like start again, start again. Just to do it all over again now. I hate it. Oh but gosh. you know what, Devout? I mean, listen, we you and I, you and I, we are gonna devote some time when when Game of Thrones uh when it airs like on Monday, after Monday, we are gonna kind of like our next show we might even do a little, little special. I don't know. We've got to kind of organise all that, but we are going to devote some time to talking about this last season and we're going to speak about like people being pissed off and stuff. But I mean, um, I mean, is it, do, do you agree with what the people are saying? Do you agree with people on, inter on the internet, on Twitter and all that sort of stuff? You know, are you, have you been happy with the way the show has been going? Is, are there gaps? Are there things that you wanted to see more? Like where yeah, do you stand I on it? I mean, I've, I've, overall, I've been happy. Uh, I kind of, my mentality yeah. is that I knew they were going to have to rush quite a lot because they've only got six episodes. And yes, the episodes yeah. are a bit more chunky. But I mean, if it, uh, the thing I like about Game of Thrones is the pace sometimes, it being slow and yeah. things building up. And this this season, it's just been a bit unrealistic the way things have just, you know, been 100 miles an hour. Uh, so I get some people's, you know, dislike on it. Uh, so I can see where they're coming from, but at the same time, it is what it is now. And uh, yeah, I think I think I think Dan and Dave, the the showrunners, 
they've uh, I think they were given an, an opportunity actually to do more and I think they declined yeah. saying that they wanted to wrap it up uh, this way I think obviously they've got Star Wars wow. they've got to think of as well because <laughs> they're going to be making a Star Wars trilogy so they wanted to you know they wanted to shut up shop and uh, and go on to the next so exactly i mean i got i got a feeling you and i are going to definitely speak about this at length but the one thing that i will say is a lot of people are saying online and i'm still in two minds about this but a lot of people are saying you know this this is this is character assassination and i'm talking about khaleesi over here so what they're saying is they built up her her character from season one all the way up and they made her out to be this kind of savior and then within one fell swoop she's now become something uh that we thought that you know she wouldn't become however what i will say to that is if you go back and go back to the different seasons throughout the seasons there are little bits and pieces little hints of her character and things that have been hinted at that she is quite ruthless that she is kind of this person who, who without a good advisor, needs to be reined in. And because she didn't have Miss Sunday, because she didn't have Sejora, because she's pissed off with Tyrion, maybe she didn't have that calming figure. And Jon Snow wasn't enough to calm her, but she just went all out. And she, she roasted loads of people. So people are kind of like, what WTF? Like, what the hell is going on? How can you have the breaker of chains, the person who said that, you know, she said that she would never do that and she's gone ahead and done that. So I don't know. It's, it's still something that I'm thinking about. I can't, I'm, you know, we'll wait until the final uh, episode airs and then we'll get into it. But yeah, man, there's a lot of controversy out there. And on our Instagram page, people are happy, people are pissed off. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the conclusion of that. Oh. But I agree. She went oh. from zero to a hundred and uh yeah yeah i don't know i mean she's i mean children man come on i mean how does that work uh, oh by the way i loved your little analysis at the end of uh of of you know the youtube video that you posted which was oh, yeah? and this is a bit of a spoiler ladies and gentlemen if you haven't seen episode five like stop now but at the end of episode five uh Arya stark is left walking through the ashes she's seen the destruction but lo and behold there is a white horse and you mentioned or one of your comments was deval could that be bran walking into the horse i think it should be i love that i love that i love that deep not helping out what's that he is doing deep why didn't he see this coming well that's the thing he can see bits of the future but for him it's not a clear picture so uh, there mm. was a there was a the scene from oh was it season four I think, where he touches the werewolf tree and he gets uh, an image of the future. And one of the clips is a dragon flying over uh, King's Landing. And people are saying that that clip of the dragon flying over King's Landing was what we just saw when Khaleesi oh. flew over King's Landing, burning it all up. So he, he sees Shit. he sees things, but he doesn't also always know how to interpret them because he doesn't get the full picture. So yeah, the future is yeah. not too, too clear for him, but at least he can see the present. So... You know, he should have known yeah. what was going on once it once it started. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Exactly. 
Why couldn't he walk in? Maybe, maybe there's going to be some more walking. Maybe he walks into the dragon. Who knows? But I, mean, look, I can't wait. It's just a few more days away left yet. And I seriously, I can't wait. But listen, folks, we've got to move on. And this is one big piece of news, which is, which is breaking kind of, it's, it's just got me thinking. And it's just, you know, Twitter feed is going up and down, going crazy over here. But Deval and folks sit down for this because apparently, 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 apparently Robert Pattinson... British actor, star of the Twilight movies. Um, he's been in loads of other things as well, uh, which I can't think of right now. But I mean, you know what? He's he's been in other stuff. He's completely moved away from the whole that whole the teen heartthrob sort of stuff. But apparently, the rumors are working overtime right now, and they are saying that Robin Pattinson is going to be the new Dark Knight. He's going to be the new Batman. And people, some people, they don't. They're like, what? So what's happened to Ben Affleck? And maybe people don't know about this, but Ben Affleck, he said ciao to the role because he couldn't deal with it. It was just too much. He wanted to do the role justice and he felt like as if it wasn't working. And then there's this whole big search for the new Batman, Matt Reeves. I think is it Matt, Matt Reeves is the director yeah. of the, the Batman. And it, it, we could be seeing Robin Pattinson as the new Batman. And I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Remember when Christian Bale was was cast as uh, as Batman, and I think there was there were similar misgivings. He had just made the Machinist, and people were like, "What? How's that guy? How's he gonna like? How's he gonna be Batman?" But then look what happened to Christian Bale and Batman. They were like, the, the, "That trilogy is like that's up there, man. That's up there, more, more like my favorite trilogy movie." So um, this could be like genius casting or it could be like meh so i don't know what, what do you think yeah i don't uh, and I, I can tell you i can tell you what i think uh, let, me, let me tell you what ace lambo thinks uh, for starters <laughs> he says he's a bit skinny he will need to beef up not sure about his casting of, of of being batman uh let's hope he can do it justice no pun intended uh, they, they need an overhaul of all DC characters, uh, he says, Ace Lambo. But I kind of, I mean, I've, I've not, to be honest, it's hard for me to judge fully because I've not really seen, I haven't seen him in Twilight, so maybe that's a good thing for me. I've seen clips of Twilight, yeah. I've never seen Twilight, so maybe that go in my favour. I heard he's a really good actor, as in his post-Twilight yeah. work, uh, and yeah. he's quite, you know, he can get into the role and looks quite brooding and... I'm sure you can beef up and, you know, you can, you know, fit into the, fit into the Batman suit properly. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just, it just wasn't someone that I would have thought just off the, off the bat, you know? So I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one, but sometimes these weird things, they work out, you know, it's just, they you just got to let it roll. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not excited about it. Maybe that might mean I'm, I could be happy when I, when I, when I actually see it because my expectations will be low. Yeah, yeah. So if the film's, half decent then i'll be happy but i don't know with dc i've lost all faith with them so they can do what they want i know man <laughs> I, I, I know exactly i totally agree he's a bit for me he's baby face but i mean yeah. i get it I, I get it they they um they because they want him to probably make three or four movies and remember three or four movies in this industry takes like 10 what, years six seven years exactly. yeah yeah yeah, you know, it's it's going to take a long time. So he's going to change him. But I've got to say, at first, I wasn't too keen on Ben Affleck. But then when I saw Ben Affleck as the Batman, I was like, you know what? This guy 
he's actually decent. He's actually really good. Like, you know, and I was getting warmed up to Ben Affleck. And then all of a sudden, you know, he was in Justice League and it wasn't a great film. And or or it wasn't his character wasn't kind of well defined. So I think maybe he needed one more one more try as the Batman. I reckon Ben Affleck. He sh- he should have been the you know he he could have carried on because he's kind of an older type figure and I like that so yeah man I- I'm with you we don't know we can't pass judgment but it's true Robin Pattinson he's a good actor because I've seen him in like a couple of other films after Beyond Twilight and you know what he's been really good so yeah we'll keep you posted on this one and if it does turn out to be true then. You'll be the first to know. Fixed, oh, I think it is true. You know, I think it's actually true. I, I don't think it's. I really? think it's beyond speculation now. And I hear the, the 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 penguin and Catwoman are also meant to be villains in his film. So, I think it's beyond speculation now. Yeah. Damn it, man! Shit. Mm. Pick up a penguin. Pick up a penguin. Penguin. So, um, yeah. So we'll keep you posted on that. Now, just a couple of things that I will quickly want to mention. Chris Rock one of the finest comedians, you know, of our generation. He has been in the industry for a, a long time. I remember him in New Jack City. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. He, he played Pookie. Like, you know, he's had this kind of thing. And I was like, what? That's like Chris Rock. And, you know, he's has this amazing shows. You know, he's been in loads of films. And I couldn't see the connection overhead, Deval, when I was reading about this. But apparently Chris Rock is working on a reboot of the Saw franchise. Chris Rock what Saw. In what the hell's going nations on? is going on here? That's crazy. This crazy, isn't it? It's like Chris Rock and you know this you know Saw franchise. I know I know you you're a big fan of Yeah. Well, can I say that? You're yeah, you're a fan of the Saw. Yeah, right? I like Saw. And but I mean, and I'm a fan of Chris Rock, so it's like what is going on over here? Why? Like where is this combination come from? I don't know. Oh. Uh you know what, if, as soon as we kind of, you know, find out more on this. But I mean, all I got to say is this. Apparently he was approached by Lionsgate with a new concept, which which will be both a reimagining and a spinning off of the series based around Jigsaw. So I, I can't believe it. It's just like, so, so someone from Lionsgate has kind of said, the chairman, Joe Drake, apparently said in a statement, uh, Chris Rock conceived this idea and it will be completely reverential to the legacy of the material while reinvigorating the brand with his wit, creative vision uh, and passion for this classic horror so franchise. Gotta give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he'll pull out a Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, obviously Ooh. before that, people knew him as a, like a, a, com- a comedy guy. And he's done great stuff with Get Out and Us and Twilight Zone. But, uh, I mean, Chris Rock. <laughs> oh, Chris I don't know, Rock. man. Oh, I just don't know. I just, you know what? Pfft. Just just knowing that for me is just, it's putting it down for me. It's just putting it down. But uh, we'll yeah. have to wait and see what happens with that one. I'm not looking forward to it. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens and maybe there's going to be something good that comes out of this. All right, okay, now on to footy, on to footy news, or should that be soccer for our North American friends? And this person is world famous. Well, actually, would he be famous in America? I'm not sure. Mm, Probably not. 
probably not, right? Okay, they, so they, 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 they know Pele. Pele, because he, yeah. he played for New York. <laughs> I think he, he went over to America in the 70s. But ladies and gentlemen, the other best footballer in the world who's regarded as the best, um, one of my favourites, is Diego Maradona. And apparently there's going to be a new documentary directed by Asif Kapadia. And Asif Kapadia, he directed Senna, which was like a big hit. Oh. He directed uh, Amy, which is a great documentary. Oh. Yeah. And um, he's got, he, now he's worked, turning his magic on to Diego Maradona. And apparently he got access to Diego Maradona. He got access to loads and loads and loads of footage, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of footage. And in the same vein as, uh, as Amy and in the same vein as Senna, we're probably going to see a lot of that again. But apparently it's going to be premiering at the Cannes Film Festival, which is going on right now, I think. And the first, um, the first kind of um, reactions are that this is going to be really good. And I love Diego Maradona, so I can't wait to watch this. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would watch that. I would watch that. He was a gangster. His character, yeah. his leadership, personality. You don't get that these days. It's gone. No. Don't get it these days. Exactly. You know, from humble roots in, you know, in Argentina, all the way, all the way to winning the World Cup, 86. And then the downfall, so playing for Barcelona, going to Italy, the drugs, like, oh man, it's a roller coaster, man. It's going to be an eye opener. So we'll kind of look forward to that. And Devout, you've mentioned this before, right? So you mentioned this earlier on in the show. Game of Th- the link between Game of Thrones and Star Wars. Can you just quickly mention, tell everyone what that is again? Yeah, so there's the the, the showrunners, uh, David Benioff and David, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, that was the other David. Uh, yeah, Benioff David. and I can't remember his name. Weiss, is it? Weiss, Weiss yeah. So they're going yeah. to be showrunning for, uh, they're making a trilogy of Star Wars films. It's mad. Yeah, and th- these, are, these are due to be released like in a few years' time. But they've been given the keys, man, and some and some money to make this happen. Exactly. Uh, I, th- I think I know. these may be going back to the old republic sort of uh, sort of era. So mm. a bit of a old school type situation, which I guess they are good at, having done Game of Thrones, which is definitely in the old school type vein, with a bit of mysticism and stuff like that thrown in. So. They could be in the right place to do it, but I think we're going to, we're going to be in Star Wars overload. There's going to be too much Star Wars. It's going to it's going to lose its power yeah. and respect. So I'm 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 kind of spe- I'm, I'm not really I'm a bit cautious about this, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. And remember, going back to last week's episode, ladies and gentlemen, we we listed the schedule. It's like every year there's going to be like, or you know, every other year there's like a Star Wars film coming out. So starting from this year, which is Rise of Walker Skywalker. Um, and then obviously these guys, the the Game of Thrones producers, they're going to be coming up with their own little set of stories. So full on, man. Disney and th- th- they are just going at this, right? Because this is going to be a cash cow for them. And finally, Deval, finally, 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 keeping it with the star, star, the tra- star Wars star in the star somewhere. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of Star Trek. Yes, and live long and prosper. I just finished Discovery exactly. the other day. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Well, add another show to your collection because it's now official. Amazon Prime are going to be bringing us Star Trek Picard. That is the official ah. name, Star Trek Picard, and it's going to be coming to Amazon Prime. And it's 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 Captain Jean Luc Picard. He's going to be doing his stuff, man, Mr. and he's going to be going off and Mister Make exactly It, Mister Make like, It So. 
make it so number one. So, uh, yeah, so Amazon Prime, they've picked this up and, you know, they've they've roped in um, Patrick Stewart. Mm. He is probably hitting, what, mid-70s, possibly even late-70s. Yeah, he's getting on now, isn't he? He's getting on. But, the, you know, give him props, man. This guy has been making films and he's been in theatre for a long, long, long time. And, you know, he's come off the X-Men movies. You know, we last saw him in, well, last time I saw him was in Logan, which I thought was brilliant. Mm. And, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see where they take this new show. And, yeah, so Star Trek Picard is going to be coming on Amazon Prime. I don't know when exactly, but when we do find out, we will let you know. Deval? How about that for film news, man? That's a lot, a lot of news. That's some good news, guys. If, if anything, we, 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 you know, we tell you what's going down before it happens. So you can, yeah. you can call us a couple of brands up in the place, <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. Okay. So now, folks, we are going to move into our box office movies. Mm. And Deval, top can five you it. run down? Yep. Our top, yeah, five top it, five it. Uh, so uh, number five so far we have the curse of La Llorona. Uh That's mm. uh, number five in the UK, uh, sitting on one point two million. Uh, number four, Long Shot. Uh, that's got uh, Charlie Staron, and it's got uh, yeah. the other dude. I can't remember his name. Uh, Seth uh, Rogen. Was that Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. That's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. Number three, we have uh, the Hustle. I think that's got uh, what's the name? Uh, Catwoman. <laughs> it's got Catwoman. What? Yeah, Catwoman from Batman. Halle Berry? No, from Batman, from uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Was she Catwoman? Oh, um, Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle, yeah. yeah. What's her name? I can't remember her name now, but her real life name. It'll come to me. Oh, It'll come to me. shit. So that's her It'll film. Uh, yeah. That's like a, like, a, like, a, like a, I guess a bit of a hustle kind of scam type situation. It's a bit of a remake, actually. On, uh, the, it sounds on like the, Ocean's... On the Martin Short. Is it a Stephen Short film from back in the day? Uh, with, is uh, it and, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Yeah, it's a remake no. on that, I think. Yeah, with Michael Caine and uh, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, it's a remake yeah. on that. So that's in the cinema, number three. Number two, only wow. because, it did, and the thing is, the way this is done is because it's on the, the weekend uh, gross, so the weekend total. So on yeah. number two, Avengers Endgame, 4.4 million for number two. And number one, the number one entry is Detective Pokemon, which has done 4.9 million. So it's done half a million more than Avengers Endgame in that week. But totally, Avengers Endgame has 80 million pounds in the box office UK. Wow. And uh, That's mad. It's, it's, got more, it's got more than any other film. In, and then all the films put together in the top 10, by far. It, 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 by, by far, far. Yeah. and remember that's number two that's gonna it's gonna hover between like there and it's gonna be thereabouts for yeah you know, for a, a while like two, th- yeah, two exactly. three more it's weeks the, and it's, stuff it's, like it's, that it keeps dipping by about five million each week but it's still yeah. gonna be doing respective figures for a while i reckon exactly now you reviewed you reviewed pokemon detective pikachu last week I did, yeah. and so uh, if you haven't listened to that please go listen to it. It's, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny review from Deval. But I just got to quickly mention this Deval. This film took five million, nearly five, almost five million yeah, in a week. People are liking it, you know, people are liking it. I'm, I was quite surprised. It, it done well against Endgame. So I think the Pokemon brand and the Pokemon following, I mean, people go around in their phones on the street looking for Pokemon. So I'm not surprised people <laughs> would go to the cinema to see this. And a lot of adults will go and see it as well. Because, I mean, when it came out in yeah. the mid-90s, they're adults now, aren't they? So they'll have an affiliation yeah. to it. And if they've got kids, they'll take exactly. their kids too. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Now out this week on Blu-ray, Devaldo, we've got a movie which I wasn't too keen on, but you kind of saw it a bit more favorable. Yeah. And yeah, so we're talking about glass and you'd, you'd need to go back like about three or four, ep- four or five episodes uh, to, to listen to a review of it. But yeah, it's out on Blu-ray Deval and I'm sure, I'm sure people will be, I'm just trying to think, is this going to be, will this have done more? Has this done more than the other ones like split and, uh, I think so. I think or? so. I think it's done, it's done really well in the box office. Yeah. Compared to, for compared to Unbreakable, for sure, uh, and Split, I think it has done uh, equally, or if not more than Split, because obviously the, the hype from from Split would have been massive. So this has done quite well. Uh, I guess critically, it's, it's quite divided. I liked it, but uh, I would recommend, if you haven't seen it, get it on Blu-ray, DVD, or download, or whatever, and give it a go. Mm. There's going to be some extras in there that weren't released yeah. in the cinema, so you get some more content. But overall, it was enjoyable. Apart from the push and shove fight that Amar didn't like. <laughs> Apart from that, it was good. James McAvoy deserves an Oscar for his oh, uh, yes. multiple uh, performances of different personalities. On a, on a, on a, he just did it. You know, he he did it on a dime. He just span and just went into yeah, a man. male, female character, old, young, uh, English, Spanish. He just he just he nailed it. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with with you on that one and next up what is this one now oh shit sorry this is the this is the Saoirse Ronan and this is the Margot Robbie Margot Robbie movie yep the, which I totally didn't get a chance to watch by the way Mary Queen of Scots so I wanted to see it when it came out in the cinema I didn't get a chance to but I did see it on a plane when I was going on holiday <laughs> and so it's all right it's a bit of a I don't know it dragged on a little bit uh and uh, I don't know. It was a bit of a struggle to watch. I can see what they were trying to do. Maybe the execution didn't really work out. This film came out at the same time as The Favourite. And The Favourite got right. more of a buzz. People liked it more. Easier to watch. A bit more yeah. uh, funny. Funnier, yeah, in, in parts. But uh, Mary Queen of Scots was just such a serious film. And it just uh, it didn't totally land, you know. But uh, mm. it was it was enjoyable. But I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it that highly if I'm being honest yeah two two great yeah two great actors were, there, by were the good way. but yeah, yeah. okay uh, and what else have we got up next yeah we've got The Upside which is uh, Kevin Hart and and uh, Walter White yeah <laughs> Walter White Walter White yeah so this is the true story of uh, it's, it's, it's actually from French uh, story actually it's yeah. a remake isn't yeah, it yeah a remake of a French film that stars Omar Sy who's the brother that's in uh, Jurassic World and he also plays Bishop yeah. in X-Men Days of Future Past and it's a story yeah. of a of a a man who's you know, living a tough life and he he gets a job as a carer for a rich guy who has lost the use of his legs and his body basically and he and uh, they're very different people but over time they they, you know, they break down their differences and they get on, they have a really good relationship actually and start to like each other. And uh, it just, yeah, it just sort of goes through that, but it's quite enjoyable. I liked, I liked the, the American yeah. version, not seeing the French version, but okay. I heard it's really good, but I recommend it. Yeah. I recommend it. There was a bit of controversy. There was a bit of controversy about this and uh, he got, he got a bit of slack. Eisenberg got a bit of slack on this, Walter White, because <laughs> they were like, they were like, well, why couldn't you get a... Uh, a, a, you know, an actor who 
I was actually really disabled. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, why, why couldn't they do that? And then, you know, it's, just, it's, it's, it's really difficult, I think, for kind of, for people now just to kind of maneuver and just to figure out, okay, look, you know, how, how does this work? On one side, you've got the studio, they need to market the movie. They need to sell the yeah. movie. And, and Brian Cranston will put the, bums on seats because he's known. and Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things, right? Yeah. And But I, I get the other side. I get the other point of view as well that, yeah, you know, why can't we find, you know, you know, a diverse kind of, yeah. you know, group of actors and can play these types of roles. But so the argument will go on, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? We, we're all for it. We're all for debating Defo. and all that. Even in, even in Breaking yeah. Bad, his son... Uh, had a, yes. a, a, a what was it? Uh, multiple was it cerebral? No, what did he have? Cerebral, cerebral palsy, uh, some kind of mo- motor function. Uh, yes, uh, disability, and he yeah he performed great. I I didn't know that he had a, a real life disability, but you know it didn't bother me yeah. at all. Uh, we saw it in Walter the, White Junior. Yeah, man. exactly, and we saw it in a quiet place. The the, the 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 daughter was really deaf in real life and that, that added to the, yeah. the performance and I really liked it. So in some cases, yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. It really works and really adds to the role, adds to the performance. Defo. So we're all up for that right now. Okay. So people, we are now going to let you know about what's coming out on streaming and what new trailers. And we've got quite a few different trailers over here, but Deval, I want you to let me know and let everyone else know about this thing on Netflix, which is called When They See Us. Now, this sounds a bit ominous. What is this? Yeah, When They See Us is a drama directed by Eva, I was going to say Longorio, it's not. It's uh, Eva uh, Duvernay. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's a story uh, regarding the uh, uh, the park, the park six, the park five, uh, Central Park right. five. Sorry, Central Park five. Yeah, yeah. so this is a, a story, true story, of uh, Central Park five who were accused of uh, a crime uh, that they eventually were uh, exonerated for. And these are five uh, African American teenagers who were convicted of rape. They didn't commit it. Uh, they went to prison for a long time. And uh, they were eventually exonerated of the of the crimes, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's meant to be quite a powerful drama, uh, and uh, it's on Netflix at the moment, I believe. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be on Netflix yeah. soon. Sorry, not now. Uh, end of the month, uh, end of May, uh, I believe. So yeah, one to look out for. Good trailer, really, really powerful drama. Ava DuVernay, we all know she's a great uh, director. She also wrote it as well. So she's all up in there, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. it should be. And, and it's got very far megas in it as well. Oh, very far megas in it. Great, I love uh, Joe Jovan Adepo, who starred in uh, what was that war film that had a uh, oh the, the war film that was sci-fi and horror. Oh, damn it! He, he did a really good oh. performance in it. Uh, and this was oh. in this. This came out Overlord. That's the one. He was an Overlord. Overlord, the main guy in Overlord, and he was in Fences. He's, he's from he's from England, and he does a really great American accent. He's from accent. England, yeah. He's British. You'd never know that yeah. he was he was he was English, yeah. Uh, so, so some some good actors in there. So yeah, should be good when they see us. Yeah. Netflix and soon. Ava Ava Duvernay. She done Thirteenth, uh, which is a documentary on prison. Uh, she done A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, she's done. Oh my gosh, she's done so many good things. She's also tipped to be doing the. Uh, oh my gosh, the the New Gods, DC's New Gods. So she's definitely going to be one to look out for uh, in the future of uh, of Hollywood, if not already. 
Ava, she was she was tapped up to direct a Marvel movie, right? Uh, close. It's not Marvel. It was, uh, well, I think originally she was tapped up to, you're correct, actually, yeah, to direct Black Panther. That didn't happen. Uh, but now she's going to be doing the New Gods, DC's New Gods, mm. actually. So uh, that's going to be happening in, over the next couple of years or so, I reckon. Wow. But yeah, she, she's what? really good. Trajectory. Exactly. Uh, next on the list, we have The Fate of the Furious, which is uh, Fast and Furious 8, which I think is going to be coming out just in time to whet the appetite for Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, so uh, Netflix know what they're doing there, strategically you know, releasing films just to make sure people are in tune with the with the Fast and Furious franchise. Yep, yep, yep. And, and this the, next movie, Deval. Oh, the next trailer. This, oh, oh man. Guys, make sure get a pen and pe- get a pen out. It's got old school, yeah. Get a pen out. And you put in into this uh put in your diary mi- mid summer. Yeah? Mid summer. And this is a film directed and written actually by Ari Aster. Who is Ari yep. Aster? Ari Aster is the writer and director of Hereditary, 2018's like hit horror film. And I love that film. I know a lot of people loved it yep. too. Uh, this yep. film is it's, it's listed as a drama horror mystery. It stars Florence Pugh, who is a rising, rising star. Rising she was star. in Fighting, Fighting With My Family. She's been in Lady Macbeth. She's due to be in uh, the new Black Widow as well. She's a really, really good actress. She is, and she's going to be in Midsummer along with uh, Will Poulter and uh, yeah. others, just to name a few. But yeah, this film, I'm looking forward to it. The trailer looks mad. Ari Aster's mad. previous film, which is his only previous feature film, actually, was a mind-boggling horror film, which unsettled me to the core. And this film looks like it's going to be doing something very similar. I don't it's, know what is going on in this film. What is going on? And and the thing is, right, it's just so, so creepy the way that the whole setup is, you know, this, you know, the people, they go to this festival or, or whatever, whatever you want to call it, like, and Midsummer's Festival and it just the music in the background devout where you know something bad is going to happen yeah. and you're just waiting. You're like, a, you know, you're like a, um, a rabbit in between two headlights. You're just like, oh, something, bad is, something bad is going to happen, right? And it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And I can't wait to watch mm. this movie, man. Cannot wait. Do we know, do we know, um, do we know of a release date at all? It's going to come out early July. Uh, so it's not long. Uh, Will Poulter okay, says that the film is better than Hereditary. This film Ooh. has been described as the Wizard Oz, the Wizard of Oz for perverts. Oh, this shit. film will unsettle you. So, if you're f- f- the faint-hearted, don't don't watch this film. I'm warning you right now: do not watch yeah. this film if you're faint-hearted or if you unsettle easily. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, man, oh, this man. is going to be a good film. So, yeah, mid Somar, Scandinavian. Scandinavian, yeah. So yes. I can't wait to watch that one. Exactly. And the next trailer that came out is an Amazon uh, trailer. And this is called The Boys. The mm. boys are back in town. The boys town. are back in town. So The Boys stars Carl Urban. This is a TV. Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban, otherwise known as, uh, what's his name from, from Lord of the Rings? And from... Uh, and from, from Thor, yeah, he was he was a uh, 
uh, what's his name? Skirmer? Skirts? Can't be his name in, in Thor. Oh yeah, <laughs> but he does a, he does a Cockney Sk- accent in it. Yeah, Scourge. That's it. He's Scourge in Thor. He was also in uh, Star Trek. He was Bones. He was, uh, he's, which was really he's good. In, he's been in a lot of stuff, Carl, Carl Urban. He's, he's Australian, Judge isn't he? Dredd. He's Australian. Down under. Yeah. From down, down under, under. He is. Yeah. I thought he was good in I thought he was good in Judge Dredd. I thought you Yeah, know he was wicked. Cool. Never yeah. took off his mask the whole time. Proper comic book. Uh, People loved it. Yeah, man. Also, uh Cersei was in that as well. But uh, She was. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, the boys actually is a it's a superhero kind of comic book type situation. These people got powers, mm. man, and it's it's a bit like a like a uh, I want to say like a Watchmen type situation where these heroes are not your you know typical happy go lucky heroes that are all you know good of heart. This is looking like some serious shit. Like people are getting killed, people are getting mutilated. It's like some I serious serious shit. Yeah, it's not no like happy heroes here. This is like. This is a madness, you know. So it's looking interesting and it's going to be released on Amazon Prime. Uh, when's it going to be released? July. Yeah, July. So a group of vigilantes set out to corrupt superheroes, to, to take down, sorry, to take down corrupt superheroes that abuse their powers. So it's like these superheroes are like, nah, mate. You guys got powers. This is using responsibly. You know, with great power comes yeah. great responsibility. Some people are like, "Nah, I got superpowers. I'm robbing a bank. I'm living I'm my robbing, life." You know, exactly. so it's going to be a lot of conflicts between these guys, and, and it's going to be interesting. It is, and I was just having a look at the cast list. It's got Jack Quaid, who is son of Dennis Quaid ah, and Meg Ryan. Is that a fact? Yeah, and. But yeah, it looks it, look, it looks quite good actually. It looks the synopsis looks pretty pretty good. Yeah, it should be around. And, right. f- and it's it's going to be coming out like this year. Yeah, pretty soon, pretty soon on Amazon Prime, which I've got luckily. So yep, I can catch that. Exactly, brilliant. So mm-hmm. we'll let you know about that, and um, yeah, we'll give you more news on that when it comes. And oh, here's. This I saw the trailer for this the other day, Deval, and yeah, this is on, this you, is on our YouTube you, page, yeah. So it's on our YouTube page, and you messaged me on WhatsApp this, and I was just like, I quickly had a watch of it, and it's crazy, man. The amount of different people. I mean, all I kept kind of thinking about was Falcon. Falcons in this, yeah. And also, Black yes. Manta from Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. And there was a bit in there which I thought was really kind of interesting. Was the whole the video game sequence. Oh yes, 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 yes. Like you know, they 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 they're riffing off like you know, I don't know, Street Fighter or or, or something like yes, that. Yes, that looked wicked. And, that looked wicked. But we're talking about Black Mirror, ladies and gentlemen. Black Mirror season five is going to be coming out on Netflix, and it's gonna it's it's from the crazy mind of Charlie Brooker, mm. and you know what to expect from a black season, a, a, a black a Black Mirror season. Yeah. And there's so much shit going on in the trailer that is so hard to explain, man. It's, it's just just so hard for us to kind of say to you, okay, look, this is going on, that's going on. But remember, Black Mirror is this thing about his his stories are always kind of infused with technolo- technology. He's always kind of got technology in there somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. And whether or not, and he asked those questions, whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing. 
Exactly. It really tests people's We're allegiances. Connected. Yeah. So it's going to be so, interesting. It's only, it's only three episodes, though, isn't it? Oh, I think. is it three episodes? I think so, from what I understand. Yeah. Maybe they might release the next three towards the end of the year. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I think it's only three episodes. So maybe so far. Yeah. Who knows? But they're going to be good episodes for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, and obviously people are still getting over the whole, you know, the Bandersnatch, the one-off thing that he did. Yeah. So now nah, I think this is going to be good. You know, it's 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 Black it's Black Mirror, so people are going to be watching it. I think it's going to be a big hit. And all right, okay, so Devout, I'm going to kind of bring up a film which I reckon is not your cup of tea. All right, so this movie is I I think it's not going to be your cup of tea. Okay, if this was out on the cinema, you wouldn't go and watch this movie. The fact that it's out on on Netflix, you may. A very very slight chance but i like you may watch it on netflix but i doubt it but there's a reason why i included this all right so this is a movie called always be always be my maybe all right so always be my maybe it's going to be releasing on the 31st of may so not too long and i wanted to mention this because it stars Ali Wong. I don't know who Ali Wong is. It stars Randall Park. I don't know who Randall Park is. And it's a rom-com, which I know you're not kind of going to be up for watching those types of movies. I like rom-coms. I, I got a, I got a yeah. romantic side. Okay. So listen, so um, Childhood Sweethearts, Ali Wong and Randall Park, they fell out of each other like years and years and years ago and they didn't speak to each other for 15 years. And then as adults, they reconnect because uh, the, the uh, Ali Wong's character, she um, she's kind of, she, she was supposed to get married and then something didn't happen. And so then they start reconnecting and then they kind of, you know, there's this kind of, when you watch the trailer, you notice that there's these different situations where they meet up and they talk about their childhood and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought, okay, you know what? It's got a bit of a good vibe to it. I'm a bit of a sucker for, you know, watching these types of movies. And I was just flicking through. The jokes seemed pretty funny. There's two leads, which I have to say is is kind of different because they're Asian, they're Asian American actors. So this is kind of like a, you know, clearly you know, the, the writers and the, the people who made the movie, they want to bring these diverse stories, you know, to, to more audiences, which I, which I'm like, you know, all for. And then as the kind of the trailer went on, someone super, super famous turned up in the trailer and I was like, oh my God. So I was going to watch this movie anyway, but when this actor turned up, I was like, okay, now I definitely have to watch the movie. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you who it is. So I this means devout. What? I know who it is. Oh, do you know who it is? Yeah. Oh, because you probably just had a look online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's the weirdest, weirdest thing. So it's, it's the weirdest thing that's going on in this trailer. So it's about these two friends. They haven't met each other for a long time. They reconnect and they're goofy, they're oddball and, you know, there's like sex references. There's all this sort of stuff going on. And then all of a sudden you've got this big, like Hollywood star turn up in it. And I was like, shit, what? Where did, where did the where did this guy come from? So <laughs> I'll, I won't spoil it for you, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. go out and watch the trailer and watch it for this one little bit at the end. So yeah. you're going to kind the of star laugh. Randall Park. He's in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. He plays that cop that won't leave them alone. And he's also in Aquaman. He plays the, 
sort of, I don't know, the person that's looking for Atlantis. Oh, uh, he stars shit. in Fresh Off the Boat. So he's been, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Right? A funny yeah, man, so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that looks interesting. I might, I might, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch uh, it. Yeah. Yes. Watch the trailer. Watch, watch the trailer. I want you to yes. watch that trailer and then tell me what you think, right? Okay. okay. And also, Devout, watch the trailer for a new Batman movie, Batman animation movie. This is called oh. Batman Hush. The trailer is out there. And you know what? I love it. I love it. I just it's so dark it's just so moody there's a new villain or maybe I don't know I mean I haven't heard of Hush before but apparently like you know there's this new villain now and he's got secrets and Batman is trying to kind of deal with him and I tell you what man this is Batman this is the Dark Knight and these animations they've always been top quality that's the one thing that DC do right I think are their animation yeah 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 you're right 100% they've got this on lock yeah, so that's Batman Hush, ladies and gentlemen. That trailer is going to be coming out. Also, The Extractors. And this is The Escape Plan Part 3. And it stars our friend, Duval, Dave Bautista and 50 Cent. So oh this is the gosh. third. I know, this is the this is the third part in this. You know what? I I don't even know if I finished, finished watching the all of Escape, Escape Plan, the first one. Oh, they, they get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then Arnie, Arnie was in the second one. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, they were in Arnie together. Arnie was in the second one, and fifty, yeah, 50 so cents in it as well. Fifty. Okay, what? So fifty cents is that one, right? Okay, so there's the yeah. connection. Then, so basically, this is Escape Plan. This is part three, and Stallone is working hard, man. He's, we've got Rambo. He just obviously he was in Creed two recently. There's Rambo five, which is Ram, sorry Rambo. Yeah, Rambo five, which is going to be coming out in September. There's uh, the Extractors escape plan that's good that's you know obviously done and dusted and you know we're just waiting for that to be released so yeah man this guy is working really hard for a 70 year old you know yeah proper uh and f- yeah and finally i just want to put this out there i have not seen any of the movies that i'm going to refer to right now so i'm talking about um white house no uh ain't hang on white house is down what, no what uh, are they called again Oh, uh, uh, so, uh, this was this is the uh, Olympus has fallen and London has fallen. Olympus has fallen. And this is the third one, isn't it? Angel has fallen. Angel has fallen. So there's Olympus has fallen. London has fallen. Yeah. And this is like you mentioned that this is Angel has fallen. So the guy, the character from all those movies who was there to supposed to be protecting like the president or the prime minister or whatever, all this sort of stuff. In this movie, he's fallen. He's got. He's he's going to jail, and he has to basically break break out of prison, break out of you know whatever wherever like some facility in Washington somewhere wherever it is in the world, and he's got to find out who's setting him up, and who is basically out to to ruin his life. So this stars Jared Butler. Yep. Uh, aka Leonidas from 300 <laughs> yeah. it's got Morgan Freeman in it who plays the president of the United States or POTUS and yeah man it's 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 more of the same more of the same Deval so mm. if you liked um, London Has Fallen and Olympus Has Fallen you're going to love this one I think it carries the story forward I haven't seen those two movies can you I mean are they worth watching Deval? yeah it's I mean things shit keeps falling you know and it's it's just <laughs> This guy needs to be, uh, he needs to be fired or something because under his watch, <laughs> shit keeps falling. 
So you can't be that good, man, you know? I mean, uh, yeah, Morgan mm. Freeman's in it. Uh, Jada Pinkett's in it as well, in this yes. one. Also, do you know who's in it? Rhino, the gladiator, the old gladiator, Rhino. What? He's in it. He hasn't got a big role in it, I don't think, but he's in it. Oh, shit. Rhino. Yeah, he's been in a few films from what I can see. He's getting his, oh. uh, he's, he's getting his, yeah, he's getting his repertoire. He's getting his movie credits exactly, up. Exactly, man. And General, General Striker's in it as well. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. From X-Men. Houston, I think his name is like John Houston. Yeah. I can't remember what his name is. Danny but yeah. Houston. So, but yeah, it's just an action film with Jared Butler. Uh, you know, he shoots people. People shoot him. They miss. And he saves the day. That's it. Bob's your uncle. That's it. Does what he says on the tin. Yep. Right. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, go check out those trailers and let us know what you think. Now, let's move on to Anniversary Corner. And we have got some really, really interesting ones here for you. And first up is a movie that we've referenced so many times on this on this show. So over so the past year, we've referenced this this actor, this movie so many times. And all I'm going to just ask Deval to do is a couple of lines from the movie. And I'm sure you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Deval, take it away. I'm a very particular set of skills. I will find you and I will kill you <laughs> if you don't tell me. How you clocked Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> because I can't get past Shang Tsung. He keeps on finishing me. So yeah, so... <laughs> Listen, if you don't know what the movie is, flipping, just switch off right now. Okay, so we're talking about Taken. This yep. is the Liam Neeson... Uh, it's turned into like a bit of a cult classic, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I read an interview of him of his and he said you know what he was expecting this to just go straight to like dvd yeah. back in 2009 <laughs> yeah. and it spawned like all these different sequels so we're talking about taken it was made in 2009 it was it's from 10 years ago and yeah man it's like liam neeson it like b action uh you know b movie action superstar and i say that in the best possible way because this is i i mean i, I think out of the trilogy it's it's the best one for me definitely the best one but he, he, he needs to get fired too because people keep people keep getting taken <laughs> under his watch. How good is he, really? Exactly, huh? exactly. So for a person with a set of skills, man, come on. So basically the premise is very briefly, you know, Liam Neeson's daughter, she goes away on travelling around Europe, she gets kidnapped, he's got a special set of skills and he goes to, to find her, hunt her down and hunt down uh, the people who have taken her and bones get broken, people get killed, there's dodgy accents, there's Liam Neeson, there's killing involved. And yeah, man, it's like, you know, it's it's good. It's it's a proper, proper classic B B movie. And I say that like in a really good way, like, you know. So don't expect this to be don't expect it to like have won any awards because it didn't. But if for a Friday night movie, you know what, you're just chilling out with your girlfriend you know, with your missus, you know, with your mates, put this movie on, you're going to, you're going to like it. So that was taken from uh, 10 years ago. And Duval, you've brought us another, mm. well, actually not another, but I mean, it's a, uh, it's, <laughs> a, a classic, it's a superhero. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a super or anti-hero if you want to, want to call it that. Yeah. So we've got Catwoman uh, from 2004. 15 years ago, that stars uh, wow. Hayley Berry, the ever uh, gorgeous and ever young yep. Hayley Berry. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, it got really bad reviews, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it did, it did. Sharon Stone's in it as well. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it, it didn't do well. It didn't do well, but you know what? It's got Hayley Berry. She's hot. I'll uh, always watch Leather, anything she's pants. in. Exactly. Can you imagine what she looked like in that suit? Oof. Oh. Damn. So, uh, yeah, Hayley Berry. I mean, yeah, it's not, I mean, I don't know what to say about the film. It's uh, it's Catwoman, you know? She goes around, she's a bit of a, I guess, yeah, she's a hero in this film. She's not really the anti-hero like she, she can be in the comics, but in this one, she's more, I guess, one-dimensional. She's a, a good person. Wants to take down her boss, Sharon Stone, who's up to no good. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, you know, she's the, she's the pussy to get it done. <laughs> Holy you shit. Know? So, uh, exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant, man. Um, I just see, I'm just looking at this on, um, on Google. It's directed yeah. by a guy called Pitoff. I don't know who that is. One, one, look, what the hell is that? I've only got one name. Yeah. That, that explains everything. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> It's got nine percent on Rotten Tomato. Oh my gosh, he did he did <laughs> he did uh, the visual effects for Alien Resurrection. So uh, I don't, after oh. that, he's directed no other film. Oh yeah, he has actually. He's directed another film. I think it's a short film. Uh, okay, but yeah, not much after that. Oh, sad to say. Yeah, man. Damn it, that just kind of probably yeah sorted out his career, but yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. And there's no, I'm just trying to think, Devout. I cannot remember if, are there any references to Batman in the movie? Like, I can't remember if there were. I think there probably were some subtle references, you know. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it didn't really stand out. So I think we should move on. But obviously, Hayley Berry's hot in it. That's, that's all I can say. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And all right, so the next movie from 20 years ago, this is 1999. This is The Boondock Saints. Now, yeah. just just remind me again what this is, because it sounds very familiar. The Boondocks, The Boondock Saints is actually a very, it's a cult film, you know. And this is probably a hidden gem, but I, I, haven't, I can't remember fully, I can't remember the, the, the details of the film clearly, so that's why I didn't put it in the hidden gems section. But The, the, the Boondock Saints is uh, about two, uh, Irish uh, Catholic brothers actually uh, who sort of become vigilantes and want to sort of I guess get payback on the Boston sort of criminal underworld scene in the name of God that's why they're called saints because they're doing it in the name of God so it actually stars Willem Dafoe uh, and it's got Norman Reedus he's in it as well I just had a look yeah it's yeah, got Daryl oh yeah Bill gosh. Connolly's in it Daryl, yeah, Daryl from Walking Dead. So yeah, it's a it's a cult film. It was, it was made on a shoestring budget. It done really well, and people were shocked at how well it done. Uh, and you know, it's just yeah, it's just one of those films that will always be a classic. And critically, people loved it. I don't think there was a sequel made, but I think uh, Norman Reedus. No, there, there was. I uh, was there. Okay. There, there was. And the sequel's done really shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, all I know is it's called Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day oh okay I don't think has it got the same people in it though yeah it's got Norman Reedus in oh, it as well oh yes you're right yes 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 2009 okay so the, the first one was 2000 and flipping the first one was 1999 and the second one was S 10 years later okay it took a while wow it took a while it took a while yeah it took a long while but yeah it's one of those films yeah, that no, I think some got... people know about most people don't so, uh, yeah, 
Interesting. Tell us, guys, have you seen it? Did you like it? Are they saints or are they just boondocks? Whatever that means. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> let us know. Yep. Um, all right. Okay. So our next movie is one from 25 years ago. So 1994, this is, and it stars Needs Sandra no introduction. Bullock. Yeah, this one. Exactly. Ugh. This, this one is like, I remember when this came and it was like, wow, what a premise. But this is speed. Yep. And Keanu Reeves, the main man, Keanu Reeves, he he's in this. And Dennis Hopper plays the villain. Yep. And, oh man, what a premise. So Dennis Hopper is this crazy... I don't know what what was his what was his problem again? I've forgotten. He just wanted to blow shit up. <laughs> From what I can remember, yeah, that's a long that's long and short of it. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Dennis Hopper, he you know some wrong has been done to him, and he wants to kind of you know get revenge. And what he's done is he's planted a bomb on a school bus, and if the school bus travels more than I don't know say say 30 miles per hour 50 that's a state above 50 oh 50 so yeah so um sorry if it goes down below 50 miles per hour then it then it blows up so sandra bullock she's the she's the driver keanu reeves is the the agent who's assigned to the task and obviously he's the hero of the story and yeah man it's it's speed it's like it's die hard on a bus basically exactly that's exactly what it is it's crazy Great premise. It made Keanu Reeves a household sort of star. And Bullock. Yeah, and Bullock as well, yeah. It's it's it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's one of those films that just, I think it should have stayed part one because the part two was shit, innit? Oh, part two was bad. Part two was shit, yeah. So it should have just stayed as it was. But obviously they wanted to make more money from it and didn't really work out that way. But yeah, Speed 1, 1994, man. That's ages ago. That's ages ago. Some people don't That's weren't even born yet. I like, know, I know. And I'm just thinking, right, Jean, so it was directed by Jean de Bont. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, Jean de Bont. Um, he's a Dutch filmmaker and he directed, he also directed Twister. Do you remember oh, that one? Oh, okay, yeah, with uh, Helen Hunt and uh, what's his name from Terminator and Aliens, uh, uh, Hudson. Yes, that's mm. it. That That is it. And before he became a film director, he was a cinematographer and he shot. So he didn't direct. He shot Die Hard. There you go. There That's you go. That's why Die Hard on a bus. He yes. was there. And yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, ladies and gents, if you if you haven't seen this movie, like maybe younger, younger audiences, like maybe haven't seen this or heard of it and go check it out. It's full on 90 minutes of pure unadulterated, you know, adrenaline rushing, like fun. You know, it's one of those, I remember the nineties were just kind of, you had this and you had like the rock. Do you remember the rock? Oh, with, uh, with Bond and, uh, um, Nicholas Cage. No, uh, or not Nicholas Cage. No. Oh, it was yes. okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sean uh, absolutely. Cage, yeah. yeah. And then you had like Conair and you had speed. Oh, yes, yes. So you, yeah, so kind of nineties, you know, the, the, and like face off and things like that. So, yeah, man, it's like it's really good. Yeah, uh, the nineties were good for these types of movies. So go check that one out. Also, starring Keanu Reeves, and this is going back thirty years. So this is nineteen eighty nine. This is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh my gosh, man! Party time! Excellent. What is going like? 
and we've mentioned on the show about the next part. So this is the next part. This part three is definitely happening, right, Deval? Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to happen. I'm just kind of like having a quick look and uh, Bill and Bill and Ted's. It's going to be released. I think 2020. I think 2020. I think Bill and Ted is going to come out uh, 2020, from what I understand. Uh, I think it's in pre-production now, but I think they're going to start filming at some point. Yeah, it's it's called Bill Bill and. Bill and Ted face the music and it's out 2020. Yeah. So that's literally, wow. that's crazy. That's like, yeah, that's like Neo and John Wick are making. <laughs> it's like, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy, crazy. It's crazy. But this film, if you, if you haven't seen it, I mean, the premise is two like college geeks. Well, not geeks, but they're just like, you know, they're in their own little world and yeah. You know, you you could say they don't have like you know a brain between them, but um, they're high school buddies. They want to start a band, and they're going to fail the history class. And lo and behold, someone from the future, yes, someone from the future, travels back in time, gives them a time uh, a time machine, and they've got to use the time machine to help them pass their history exam or history something something related to one of their one of their courses and they go back in time they go they meet billy the kid they meet um god they socrates i think they they meet yeah it's crazy genghis man. khan it was, or something or i don't know exactly genghis khan and yeah man it's crazy it's full-on it's like interesting i like i tell you what i, I you know what? It's, I, I I really love. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I liked the film a lot. I think I liked the second one a bit better though. If oh, I'm did being honest. Okay, okay. Because it features death, oh, and that yes. just kind of freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, oh my god, death is following them. But yeah, anyway. So this is from thirty years ago. This is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's got Keanu Reeves. They're going to be making a third part. Like you know. 31 um well i guess 31 years later and it's definitely worth watching for the hairstyles the music the the clothes that people wore in the 80s and yeah man it's it's you know it's definitely worth watching huh so yep divaldo so there's a reason why those anniversary corner films were there one featured Haley berry a couple featured keanu reeves Mm. And that will that will be uh, made relevant when we do our film review in a few moments' exactly. time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we, yeah. So let's just kind of like off the bat, let you know there's there, there may be some spoilers. Well, there probably are going to be some spoilers yep. in this Spoiler movie. Alert. Stuff that stuff going on in the movie, and we are talking about John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. aka Parabellum. Ugh. Gosh. And devout, I was like, what the hell? What's a parabellum? What did this whole thing mean? And they actually like say it in the movie yes. like a couple of times. Yeah. But parabellum, it's, it's, it's Latin. And I think to make peace, prepare for war. So parabellum means prepare, prepare for, war. for war. Oh my gosh. What a title. That's what, that's, what, that's, a what, title. that's what women, Daenerys Stormborn Targaryen. That's all she knows at the moment. <laughs> Prepare for war. Exactly. Parabellum. I know. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the setup, I mean, what is the setup? So if you haven't seen John Wick chapter one and chapter two, just please just stop what you're doing right now. Pause the podcast, go away, find those movies, watch those and then come back. Because chap- John Wick chapter three is literally, it takes place like an hour no actually no not an hour it takes like what like minutes after john wick chapter two right 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, literally like straight away. Yeah. So at the end of John Wick chapter two, he was given one hour by Winston, who's the owner of a hotel, the Continental. He says, look, I'm going to give you an hour, get away. And because you know what? The heat is going to be coming down on you. People are going to be after you. So John Wick chapter three starts off with with uh, Keanu Reeves running. He's basically running. He's running and running and running. He's got to get away. He knows that his time is running up because as soon as the hour is up, he's going to be what's called in the the assassin-like game as excommunicado. It means that <laughs> everyone, everyone who's everyone is going to want a piece of John Wick and there's there's a there's a bounty on his head which is like 14 million dollars so everyone is after him and devout i mean pretty much it's it's the the movie is about people trying to kill John Wick right yeah pretty much everyone's trying to kill him and it's it's just mad i mean and, and you you talked about what it's about and stuff and i just want to sort of jump into i mean this film i mean Everything you said was right. The the two previous films have done a nice job leading you up to this moment, and it's been quite seamless, actually. Uh, obviously, yeah. it all started from his dog in part one. <laughs> his dog <laughs> and his car. Uh, obviously, he, he he's a retired at the time. He was a retired hitman who wanted to wanted to get out of the game, live a peaceful life. He done that. His wife died. Very angry. Not happy. You know, he's depressed. And the one thing his wife gave him was a dog. And then someone came and killed his dog and stole his car. And that's what started this whole situation. So we are where we are now. He's, as you said, he's excommunicado. And the whole world is on him for $14 million. <laughs> like the whole, all the other hit people are looking to kill him. That was like, that's the situation. And it's crazy. Yeah. And I love the way the film yeah. started. The film started like at 100 miles an hour. He was, he yes. was running because he was in New York. He was given an hour. Like a bit of a bit of leniency, a professional courtesy. He was given an hour head start to get out, you know, to run. And as as we pick up, he's still within that hour trying to run. So mm-hmm. it starts off for people like everyone's checking their clocks as he's running past him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, people yeah. on the street, just everyone's checking their clocks because as soon as it hits the hour, then it's fear game, and uh, it's mad. Like I think for me, the first few fights. For me, were the, were, I think were the, I think were the best in the film. For me, I mean, the fights were good, I, and, and you, you, have to, you have to suspend your belief because the the, the Wick verse. I mean, yeah, it's like no one ever shoots him in the head. Let's just get that straight, yeah. And for <laughs> people that don't understand, his suit is bulletproof. Yep. So bullets can't pierce his suit, but he'll still be hurt. But I think bullets can't pierce his suit. I think they can pierce his shirt, but not his blazer. So, but yeah, I mean, the fights, I mean, there's a fight scene that happens in like, I think like it's Chinatown or something yes. that just kicks off the film and it is wicked. Wicked. It's a scene with uh, knives. I won't go into too much detail, but there's a scene with knives, yeah. the use of knives. And all I'm going to say is, oh, I, yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The film yes. starts with a gruesome killing that, the whole cinema went, ooh, I was, yes. I, I, I don't mind yeah. like grotesque stuff and I had to look away at that moment. This it was crazy, mad. Exactly. So, I mean, just to, just to kind of follow up on what you said, like hundred miles, hundred miles and running, man, this John Wick, he's, he's, you know, he's been chased and he's got, he's a bit injured. So he's got to kind of, you know, get to a place and someone tries to kind of uh, try and take him out before the hour's up. And I was like, this is, this is brilliant because, when have you ever seen? I mean, I don't remember watching this being killed by a book. 
crazy. Well, I, I saw. <laughs> I think it reminded me a little bit of a scene with uh, from Bourne Ultimatum when. Uh, oh, is it? Jason Bourne fights Desh, that Moroccan guy, and he uses yes, the book. Yeah. He sort of punches the book. I never kind of understand the logic in that, but he punches the book as the book's on the guy's face, and somehow that's meant to make it worse. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so there's all this stuff going on. So the hour's up. He's excommunicado. People have free reign, and like you mentioned, there's one thing that I just want to quickly mention. Within the first 15, 20 minutes, we've got some amazing, amazing, amazing fight scenes. Right, so. There's fight scenes, there's gunplay, there's gun food, there's there's like martial arts and he's breaking, he's chopping, he's like you, you name it, John Wick, he is doing it. And all I'm going to just say is one word, axe. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say, right? And also, also, I was literally devout. I was like getting closer and closer to the edge of my seat because there's there's a bit in the movie, right, where he goes into some kind of old antique store and he's got all these guns there, right? And he's looking for bullets. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, the bullet doesn't fit in the gun that he's got. And then all yeah. of a sudden he sees an old pistol. And I thought to myself, please, 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 please let this happen. Let this happen. Let John Wick have a six shooter like in the good old days, like, like, you know, like a, like, you know, um, in the old West in America. And I tell you what, right, it's brilliant. The fact that, you know, he, he has that, we had that scene. I thought that was good. John Wick on a horse. Oh my gosh, man. John Wick on a horse, I thought was absolutely brilliant. And just like you, the first like half of the movie, I thought, you know what, this is really, really good. Now, I'm a big fan of these movies. Like, let me just put that out there. So John Wick part one, John Wick part two, like huge, huge, huge fan. And like you said, you got to kind of suspend your disbelief because yeah, why isn't someone shooting him in the head? All right, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> but the one thing that I didn't get was there's a part in the movie which takes John Wick to a different country and he goes off and he, he kind of makes a deal. He does something. Yeah. And that part, the, the the fight scene like with with Halle Berry, I thought in she was brilliant. Yeah, she was in good. Morocco. Yeah, yeah. She, I thought, you know what, she was good. And those dogs, oh my god, like they were they were mad. Mm. She's got a couple of dogs in there, and they are taking people out left, right, and center. You know, like Ghost from Game of Thrones. Yeah, like this is like twice as much because like you know they they're just going after people right so so he goes over to like you know casablanca and he like you know we meet um bron yes bron's in it yes I was, do you know what bron is in it yeah. and i've got to tell you one thing right his accent it put me off a little bit do you it, know that me as well i didn't like his accent didn't like it at I was all like, what's he at doing all. at all Cause it was a bit shaky. It was a bit ropey. And I was yeah. like, no, come on, man. Like you're in game of Thrones. Like, you know, come on, like work on your accent. But anyway, look, so there's a bit in there where Bron is in there. There's kind of like a big shootout, good 15, 20 minute, like, you know, like a t 10 minute fight scene in there and Halle Berry and John Wick, they team up, which was all brilliant. And then, and then after all of that, he, he, he John Wick is like, look, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Is there anything that I can do? Is there anything that I can do to prove to you? Uh, and, you know, it, so you don't kill me anymore. And then yeah. he's, he's, he's given this task. He's like, look, you know what? I'm loyal. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go back to America and I will do the thing that you asked me to do just so that I can live. All right. Because I'm doing this for love. I'm doing this for love. Right. So he goes back to New York. And I just thought to myself, what 
why did he change? And my question is to you is why did he change his mind so quickly? I don't know. It's something that I think they must have just had to do to move the plot forward and get him to, you know, get be more John Wick. But yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a couple of yeah. That's one. Of the, that's one of the things for me as well that I didn't really like. But so, so he goes to Casablanca yeah. or Morocco, wherever it is. He 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 says he'll do the job what he was asked to do yeah. so that his life can be spared. Yeah. But then when he goes back to America, he, he then says, no, I'm not going to do this. Doesn't the job. do it. Yeah, I know. It's a bit in that world. Your word is your bond. You got to, you got to see it through. So for me, that was a bit naughty of them to just, uh, that, yeah, you know, that was a bit, that, that, that was a bit naughty. Right. Yeah. Um, but this, this film, do you know what I mean? You got, you got to give them props. I mean, the John, John Wick, <sighs> yeah, I mean, not John Wick. So Keanu Reeves, he does like three, four months of training with a gun specialist yes. in America who has sort of coined the phrase gun foo. But yeah. all this like sideward, sideward angle shooting, all this like, you know, shooting on, on target, like just turning, turning. That's like something that this ex-police officer uh, has. Uh, he's got like training ranges in America and he trained uh, Keanu Reeves with wow. live ammo to be able to like pull this off. So he's been training from... from, uh, got, from uh, John Wick won for that and he's you know he really takes his training seriously uh, yeah but even Hayley Berry as well she trained as well oh, she actually man. broke she broke three ribs uh, during production Whoa. of this film yeah and uh, she's just gangster she's I mean Keanu Reeves is in his 50s let's just get that straight he's in his 50s yeah. and he's, he's doing all this gun through a lot of it is him a lot of it is him yes. uh, Hayley Berry she like she's got a couple of dogs with her. She actually is re really good with dogs in real life. And she actually acted as the dog trainer on set. Oh, wow. So on set, she was looking after the dogs, like literally, you know, like properly like looking after them. So like a lot of these actors, I mean, yeah, they're actors, but at the same time, I think they've got more skills that they don't, you know, they don't shout about that actually, you know, yeah. goes a long way to give them more respect. And then if you noticed in the film as well, there was a scene when, he went to, he was in America and uh, when he, you know, when he's, he, had, he had that moment to get his guns to like, you know, to restock. And he said, yeah. uh, someone said to him, well, what do you need? And what does he say? He says, guns, lots guns. of guns. That's, that's, that's actually a quote from Matrix. From, from Matrix. Yeah, yeah. So there's a scene in Matrix when him and Trinity are about to go and save Morpheus and someone asks him, what do you need? He says, guns lots of guns so it's like you know the, the the matrix link is there because obviously we've got morpheus Lawrence fishburne but there's He's also the another well. link they they put in a few lines from the, the actual matrix film to get him say not, it in the exact same way so and not only that i just want to let you know the scene in the matrix where he's been tied up by agent smith by morpheus and you know the rain the rain yep. is the water's coming down yep. and it's slow motion down that exact same yep. shot is in john yep. wick 3 yep. which yep. i thought yep. was brilliant yep exactly so oh, for me yeah for me i don't know john wick for me i think this is a nice trilogy a really nice yes. trilogy. I know for a fact they're going to make another one. It's going to happen. This is a very, oh, very, yeah. it's a fun film. Don't take it too seriously. If you do, you will not enjoy it. Yeah. No one shoots them in the head. All the, ba all the baddies are like star troopers. Yeah. They, 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 got, they got a shit aim. They'll rather come up to him at arm's length and try and shoot him than shoot him from 10 feet away. Obviously, so he can hit them and get the gun off them. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And there's some points where they're fighting, they're beating him up 
in a, on, a, on, a, on a heartbeat, he just flips it and he's able to beat them. Doesn't make any sense, but it's John Wick. He's a star of the film. It's John oh Wick. Oh my gosh, the, the, before I stop, one of my favorite bits, this, this is a bit of a spoiler, but not too much. One of my favorite bits is when, it's actually in the first 20 minutes, when John Wick hasn't got any guns, he's got no weapons, he's in a stable fighting these guys here. The a stable horses. of horses fighting these guys and he uses the horses as weapons. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. He cleverly uses the horses as weapons in a very, very effective way. Never seen anything like Big it, time. but for me it works really, really good. Really, really good. Really, really good. And i got to have a just quick shout out to Mark Dacascos. Now, if anyone who knows their 80s and 90s, well, the 90s movies, martial arts movies, Mark Dacascos, man, this guy was kicking ass like you wouldn't believe it. This guy was wicked. He was one of my, he was one of my favorites back in the day. And they, they brought him in to be, to be kind of like one of the villains. And yeah, man, it was like really, really interesting. But also one of his students, one of his sidekicks was from The Raid. Yes, I noticed that. That was uh, the dog, the wild dog. The, the wild one, the, dog, The guy, the yeah. short guy with the ponytail. He's from the raid. Yeah, he's, I noticed that. He's yeah. from the raid. So, yeah, man. So he's got all these little things in there. And like you mentioned, like, you know, with the horses and everything, that was all good. But when I walked, when I kind of walked away, I was like, they're definitely going to kind of have a part four because there's one line at the end of the movie, which the way it's delivered, you know that, Right, something something more is coming. Something more is coming. But I just got to just say one thing, Deval. Why didn't the Avengers call John Wick? <laughs> exactly. He would have. He would have sorted the film out quick, fast, and in he, a hurry. Man, Thanos' snap would have killed his puppy. Right, that guy would have gone ballistic. Seriously. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like no, but seriously, no. John Wick Chapter Three. Um, yeah, so out of kind of like the three movies, I don't think it's the best one. Uh, but like you said, it's kind of kind of nicely rounds them all up. You know, you you can't you can't have one without the other. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I don't know, I, I would give it. How many bullets would I give it? How many bullets would you? give I this? would give it seven and a half bullets. Yes, seven and yeah, a half bullets. Too. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, there were elements of it that I think were they were lacking, but elements of it that I think were really good. Visually, it's a really nice film. Visually, visually, it's really yeah. nice. The lighting, the uh, cinematography, the use of the background, and when I say the lighting, I don't just mean the lighting of the set, but just the actual like the some of the uh, background like lighting and 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 I guess yeah, it kind of added character to the scene. Mirrors, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's really really nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think it's an enjoyable film. I, I, I don't think it was shit. I'd recommend it for sure. I, I'd say go and oh, see yeah, it. Oh def- yeah, definitely. I'd say go and definitely. see it. Yeah, definitely go away and watch that one. And so for me, yeah, man, I mean, exactly the same thing. Seven, seven and a half, like bullets there. And if you've seen, if you're invested in the time, like to watch John Wick parts one and two, you you have to watch John Wick part three. It's just like no brainer. Go out and watch it, and tell us what you think. And exactly. So, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, go check out that movie and let us know what you think. Now, the next film that I want to speak about is one that I caught up, which I finally managed to watch. Devout. I've been talking about this film for such a long time. I remember I, I I mentioned the trailer like months and months and months ago. This is a movie starring Mads Mikkelsen. So, our favorite 
what a good guy bad guy he plays good guys and he plays bad yeah, guys yeah he does yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's you know what? He's he is a really really great actor. He was brilliant as uh, Le Chiffre in um Casino Royale. Casino Royale and mm. you know what? He was yeah, he was a decent villain uh, for Doctor Strange. Yes, Caecilius. Caecilius. God, you know your big villains. <laughs> and he was in uh, Rogue One. He was the uh the father of uh Jin Jin Erso. Yes, he was. He was. And so I, I saw a film of his recently on Netflix called Polar, which I thought, you know what, he's really good. And that is very, very John Wick-esque, by the way. So Mads Mikkelsen, he plays an assassin. He wants to retire and people try taking him out. And there's a there's a reference to John Wick in that movie as well, something very similar to like kind of like a John Wick thing. So Mads Mikkelsen, you know, he's he, he's. I, li- I like it because, you know what, he plays diverse characters, you know, assassin one day, retired assassin, you know, Bond villain. And in this movie, he plays a pilot in um, in a movie called Arctic. And when you say the word Arctic, Deval, what, what comes to mind? Cold, ice. Listen, when I was just writing down the notes for this, that is exactly the thing that just I had I wrote down I wrote down cold icy desolate bleak scary this movie is kind of like the poster or like like an advertisement for like never wanting to go to the arctic basically because if something ever happened wrong and you got stuck in the arctic oh my god just like end end it now Deval, <laughs> this movie is it's, it's it's very little dialogue right that's that's the first thing so it's not wordy at all very little dialogue the film relies on the acting ability of Mads Mikkelsen and he carries this movie from the beginning to the end we don't know what's happened we don't know how he is stuck on the on on the arctic all we know is that he's there he's crash landed he is trying to maneuver around the place he sleeps in a part of the airplane because i guess that's you know the only place where you know he can sleep because you're not going to be sleeping outside he's he's made when when we meet him in the film when we see him in the film he's 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 made these little contraptions where he can um uh, catch the fish and which i thought was kind of really interesting so for the first 15 or 15 20 minutes of the movie there's no dialogue it's literally you're just watching Mads Mikkelsen living his life on the Arctic and him trying to figure out what he's doing. So you've got close-ups of his face and his face is very rugged and it's very, he's tired and he's frustrated. You know, then you've got these beautiful, beautiful shots of the landscape, you know, the mountains, the just the whole expanse of, of, of you know, the Arctic. And it just made me think whilst I was watching it is like, why would anyone ever want to go there? Like, seriously, you have like weather, I, I think like different countries like England, for example, we have like, we've got like weather stations over there. And, you know, you you do have these kind of communities there. But if you were stuck in the Arctic, right, you are, you're basically dumb, right? So <laughs> a lot of this movie is about, obviously, it's a survivalist movie. You know, how, how would I, how would I deal with you know, how would I survive in this little situation? And and it's the type of questions that obviously Mads Mikkelsen is thinking as well. So 15, 20 minutes into the movie, there is um, an almost rescue. All right, there's, there's almost a rescue. So he sees a helicopter and he's like, hey, I'm over here, I'm over here. Please come and come and rescue. 
but something bad happens to the helicopter. All right. And there's no rescue. All right. So I'll just leave it at that. But what happens is, is uh, he has a, a companion. So he, there is another person and the, the kind of the middle part of the movie and the ending of the movie, uh, you know, working towards the, the third and final act of the movie is about not only is Mads Mikkelsen trying to survive, but he's then got to look after someone else. They they have to get to safety, and the only per- and he has to get this other person to safety. And you know, there's something wrong with this person, and you know, he, he doesn't think they're going to survive. So he has to walk a lot. He's got to fight off bears. He has got to, you know, he at some point he you know he hurts himself, and at one point he's got to walk up a mountain with this person with him who can't walk and you know what man it is a mad 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 film it's a triumph of a movie really how they managed to make it because it's brilliant and it's definitely worth watching it's got like about 90 odd percent 80 or 90 percent on uh, Tomato, so okay. it's really high and i would watch it for mads's performance i would watch it for just the cinematography is absolutely beautiful it's directed by a guy called joe penner and this guy Joe Penner started off by making stuff on YouTube. Are you serious? Oh my gosh, that gives us hope, bro. This gives us hope. And if he went from making stuff on YouTube to making a film like this, oof, man, I'm telling you, man, this guy's got talent. He's creative, and you know, it's a one man show, and he pulls it off. So, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end, but if you're interested, ladies and gentlemen, it's called Arctic. It was released like in January, February of early this year. Uh, go check it out. I'm not sure if it's on streaming services. I only ma- I managed to catch it like at cinema because they were just had a, a one-off showing of it. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. So uh, go check that out. That's called Arctic. Oh, nice review. Thanks for that. I'll, I'll check it out too. Yeah, check I'll it check out, Gabaldo. Yeah. And um, which now leads us on to our hidden gem section. And Deval, I've got a movie that I'm not sure if you've seen or if you've heard of. I mean, actually, you you know your film. Look, so at, look you at you're dealing with. This one. <laughs> <laughs> look who I'm dealing with, exactly. <laughs> So um, this this movie, uh, main, this is going to be mainly for our listeners. This is called A History of Violence. And this stars Aragon, a.k.a. Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Viggo Mortensen, M- M- yeah. Mortensen, yeah. So this guy Viggo, man, he's had a bit of a strange, kind of a bit of a strange career where he was in films for a really long, long time and like bit part and small little roles. And then all of a sudden Lord of the Rings came about and that catapulted him to kind of superstardom. And, you know, those are really successful movies. And then he started getting lots of interest in movies. And he made two films back to back for director David Cronenberg. So the first movie was Eastern Promises or, yeah, I think it was, yeah. So it was Eastern Promises where Viggo Mortensen, he plays um, a Russian mafia. He Like really, really great film. Yeah. Slow moving, slow burner. And, and then he also made this film for David Cronenberg, which is called A History of Violence. And... It starts off with kind of not a lot going on. Like, you know, we're introduced to Vigo's character. We're introduced to kind of like, you know, his family life. And he seems like a well-to-do type of a person. You know, nothing major going on in his life. But this is a David Cronenberg movie, ladies and gents. And this is Vigo Mortensen. So there's got obviously got to be kind of 
um, something else up over here. And it's got the guy, uh, what's his name? Um, he was in The Rock. In The Rock? He's kind of this oh, bald Ed, Har- actor. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Yeah. And he, Ed Harris is kind of like an institution in, in films. Like he's been around for such a long time. And yeah, it's kind of like, you know, Vigo Mortensen is like kind of supported by this like really, really great cast. So what happens is a pair of petty criminals, they attempt to rob Vigo Mortensen's small town ta- um, diner. He's got like a little diner. And in the midst of this robbery, Vigo Mortensen, he kills the two criminals. All right. So he, he, he kills them. And this is all over the news. Right. So this is all over the news and, you know, he's been interviewed and whatnot. And a person watching the news is Ed Harris. So Ed Harris is watching the news and he's like, oh, my God, that's that's like, you know, so and so. What the hell is he doing? And the next day or a couple of days later, he drives down to the diner. And obviously you can see this kind of history between these two people. You know, there's there's something going on behind the scenes and Vigo is doesn't want to say a lot of stuff and Ed Harris's character is like, hey, like, you know, do you remember the old times and do you remember this? And Vigo's like, look, that's not me anymore. That is not me anymore. And he's like, look, whatever you're offering, I don't want it. Just leave me. I've got my wife. I've got my family. I've got my kid. Like, I'm just living this life. And Ed Harris is like, OK, all right. All right. I'm going to I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you. And he doesn't leave him. He comes back and he tries to like, like rob him or or like kill him or or, or something. And then that goes like horribly, horribly wrong. So the film then steps up again and we are now pulled into this life of this world of you know, like basically, he's a he, he's a hitman. He's he's he he knows he's got he's got mad skills. He's probably had a lifetime of killing people, doing bad things to people. And the movie is called A History of Violence, and it's about a character trying to move away from his past and trying to live a clean life, but his his history just follows him. And Vigo Mortensen is one bad MF man. He can take people out. And, you know, we mentioned John Wick. He, it's not John Wick level. It's not like you don't get the gun foo and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but you know that Vigo has got training or he's done loads of bad stuff in his life and he can just take people out. So I tell you what, man, it's got a great cast. Uh, directed by uh, you know like famous film director starring Viggo Mortensen and it's this story about you know your past about your past catching up to you and the choices that you make and Viggo Mortensen's got a choice if he wants to he can just let these people take over and you know ruin his life or he can make a stand but making a stand means that his wife and his child and his family are going to see a side of him that they have not seen before or that they that they don't know exists and the question i guess here is is you know has everyone got that has can everyone kind of bring up that type of uh, i don't know that kind of anger that type mm. of kind of violence are we all capable of it deval 
uh, I guess if your family is being threatened, yeah, then you'll do whatever you what have to do. What would you do? What what wouldn't you do? Like you know, exactly. I, I don't know. Like you know, touch touch wood. Like you know what we've like you know I've never been in that situation before. And but when you watch movies like this, it, they they kind of the great movies get you to think about those types of things, and they get you to think about right. Okay, so if this happened to me, what would I do? And Vigo's character, he's either got to make a stand, end things, do the, you know what his what his instinct tells him to do, which is to just go and kill him. Or does he like think, shit, no, I've got a family now. I've got to kind of like look after, like, you know, or I don't want my family to be hurt. It's a really cracking film, man. It's a really great film. And yeah, man, it's, uh, it was, he was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, what else? Did it win anything? I just want, I'm just trying to think, did, you know, did it win anything? No. I don't think so, No. I, I don't think it did. But yeah, it's got Ed Harris, William Hurt. It's got, um, what's her name? He plays his wife. Uh, Mario Bello. Yeah. Now, where have we seen her in? Maria Bello. She's been, yeah. she's, I think she's been in quite a few uh, sort of films over the years. She's been in uh, Coyote Ugly, uh, Lights Out. That's it. Uh, she's been in just, yeah, just a bunch of different films. Do you mean Lights Out, that TV show, the boxing one? No, the horror film, Lights Out. Oh, one that was okay. directed by the same director as Shazam. Oh. Mm. Yeah. But but um but yeah, so these are some of the tags that people use to kind of like rate these movies, but it's called it's uh these are some of the tags which I thought are quite interesting. Intense, okay. dark, yeah, gripping. Yeah. So must watch, suspenseful and captivating so yeah man i mean i would definitely go and go out and watch it if if you haven't seen it and i'm not sure if it was kind of maybe they did go under the radar i mean i don't i don't hear a lot of people talking about them um i know that they were released in england because obviously i saw them on cinema eastern promises and 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 history of violence i remember eastern promises more clearly but I i think i have seen a history of violence but obviously quite a while ago but I think Eastern Promises for me stands out because there was that scene in the in the in the in the bath. bathtub. Yeah, yes. that really stood out for me. But they're both good films. It's 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 like you know you've got to watch one and you watch the other and you kind of you, you kind of come to a conclusion on what the director was going with with these movies. So yeah, man, it's like I think in a lot of people, like men and women. You know, d- d- there's no kind of like b- bias or there's no kind of like prejudice when it comes to violence. It's, it's we're all capable of doing it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think human nature has its positives and negatives and that's definitely one of them. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. And this is, you definitely get to see that. So yeah, folks, uh, A History of Violence, go check it out. You know, go watch it and uh, let us know what you think. Defo. Deval? Yeah, that was a bumper show. Bumper show. That'll get you to work mm. and back and keep you company while you're cooking your dinner as well <laughs> exactly so, so, yeah, so yeah man that's it for this week uh so yeah thank you for listening to the show as usual give us a feedback on all our social media instagram facebook twitter and youtube uh, let us know what you want what you don't want interact and we will talk right back so uh that's uh another show for this week next week uh we'll yeah. be reviewing some more films giving you some more news and uh and yeah that's uh i think that's it for this week isn't it that is it man so yeah thank you ladies and gentlemen uh keep listening peace out see you next time and don't forget to follow us on 
Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just pop in the Flixsters podcast.